Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, because they're afraid. And they're on medication, so they don't have good equilibrium. And the equilibrium's off. Because the adrenal glands are in trouble and the thyroid's in trouble. And this is a, a really terrible negative domino effect that we can turn around. And I'm convinced if you give us a chance, we can give a lot of elderly people back their life, make it better for the whole family. Because if grandma and grandpa are healthy, everybody does better. If you're worried about taking care of grandma and grandpa and mom and dad, then your life isn't as good as it could be. Their life certainly isn't as good, and we need to fix that. So anyway, as always, may God bless all of you with health and happiness, and please be very, very quick to listen and slow to speak. Be kind to others. Some days that's very difficult to do, but there's plenty of days when they're going to have a hard time uh, looking for the good in us. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. So I want to keep you healthy. I want you to make good decisions. So God bless and good night or good afternoon, wherever you might be, and, and we will see you next week. And I will read my letter on uh, the golden years for the elderly. with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurant. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and needed to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with pet floors, and he came out and measured. And the measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. 
actually have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge. Ben, Ted Floor of Houston, TedFloor.com. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. As you know, this is the final stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress, pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. One question, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Live from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness he may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on current news and events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from fans you may have missed. The doctor is in, and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. We are getting on with it. Doc Green, Raging Elephants Radio and American Voice Radio. Glad to have you guys on the show today. Today is the day after the debate. And... Of course, uh, it was quite a debate. I was uh, I was somewhat impressed last night. Uh, let's face it, Hillary Clinton just kicked ass and took names last night. But it it wasn't a fair debate because it was Hillary and Lester the molester against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, I mean, kind of held his own for a while. But let's face it, when uh, Lester the molester and Hillary gang up on you. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat uh, when you've got Hillary that's just up there lying her ass off. Uh, there, I mean, let's face it, the truth is not in her. You got that going for you, and then you then you got Lester the molester that's just there uh, uh, 
uh, backing her up on everything. I mean, like last night, I don't know if you noticed, for instance, uh, Donald Trump had six follow-up questions. Hillary had zero. uh, That's right, zero follow-up questions for Hillary. So uh, it was, uh, remember there was a movie one time, it's called Get Shorty. Hey, Judith, good to see you there, one of my favorite people in the world, and Wendy Guerrero Tyndall. Uh, good to see Wendy out there, a uh, a patriot warrior in California, Wendy is. So um, six times Donald Trump was challenged by the moderator, zero times Hillary Clinton was challenged by the moderator, and they opened the whole thing up with a lie. The lie was, well, here we are in this unparalleled longest job growth segment in the history of America. Actually, I think it's, it's, they said six years, but I'm, here's the way they count jobs. You see, there's a lot of people out there now that have two and even three jobs. And so they count that as new jobs created. They don't count that as the fact that these people had to work three jobs because there is no place that they can go to get a job that would pay the bills. It just doesn't exist. Why? Well, Obamacare, which did not come up last night. Uh, don't forget Obamacare sprang from Hillary Care. It was horribly one-sided. It's a miracle that, that uh, Donald Trump did as well as he did at all looking at it. Uh, Susan Dantzler, good to see you also in the chat room. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Susan along with my other friends, is working for Texas Independence because we believe it's absolutely essential. And if you watched the debate last night, you know that Texas Independence is now not just a good idea. It's an absolute essential. We did have two statists on the stage last night. You have Hillary the killer. Hillary, this, this woman has been responsible for the deaths of more people than just about anybody I can think of. You got her up there talking about how She wants to take control of everything and have absolute, total communist control. And then you got Donald Trump saying, I just want moderate communist control. I don't want any businesses to be able to leave the country. And Hillary's up there saying, uh, I I don't mind businesses having a business. It's just that I want to make sure that they do not make any money. It's really important to me uh, as... uh, as Secretary of State, past, and as future president, that whatever businesses are out there, that you don't make any money. In fact, here's what I think you should do. If somehow you are able to keep your company in business, and let's not forget that 600,000 companies have gone out of business during the last eight years. If you somehow have managed to stay in business, uh, Killary said, we want you to have profit sharing. Yes, Mr. Businessman, maybe you somehow, some way, escaped the scourges of government and stayed in business, and you actually made some money. So what you should do, Mr. Businessman, is you should share that wealth with all the people that work for you, none of which ever had to have a sleepless night, none of which ever had to wonder uh, whether they were going to be able to make payroll, none of which ever had to wonder if I'm going to be able to fix the roof on the building, buy that new piece of equipment that we need for this upcoming job, and still be able to pay my employees, and then finally coming to the decision, yes, I think I can do all of these so long as I personally don't get paid for a couple of months. 
That's the way it really works in business. That is how it's supposed to work. I cannot tell you that, that as a company owner for many, many years, decades, how many sleepless nights I've had, how many nights... I, I remember a couple of nights when I was when I was finally coming to the point. I said, "So this is how it ends, you know? All that hard work, all those years of work, and this is how it's going to end. I'm not going to be able to make it another week." And then some miracle of God would come in, and I would get a job, and we would go do it. It would be good for a while. You but you don't know what it's like as a businessman to be on the hook for all of that. Uh, yeah, Tex said uh, Don should, Donald should have asked her last night where she got all of her money. Yeah, that would have been a very good question. Look, Donald Trump missed so many opportunities last night. But once again, he was ganged up on by Lester the Molester and ganged up on by, uh, you know, Lester and Hillary. They were They were going after Donald. That's what they were there for. And Hillary, whatever kind of drug she was taking last night, it was working for her. It, it really was. She looked, she looked as good as I've seen her in a long time. Now, I suspect that after she walked out that stage, she probably collapsed, and they had to carry her out to the van and uh, and carry her to wherever she was spending the night. That's what I think likely did happen. So I've got a few proposals that I want to bring forth on the Amazing Doc Green Show today. Number one proposal. When we have the Olympics and we've got our athletes going out there, we drug test all of our athletes because this is a major event and we want to make sure the event is fair. I think we should do that for the presidential debates. I mean, why not? If, you got, if enough of you listeners ask for it, it could happen. I think they should be drug tested. You want to know if Hillary's in good health? You want to know if Donald's in good health? Really simple to find out. Drug test them. 30 minutes before the show goes there. Easy enough. I want to know if, if uh, Hillary's doing roids. Hillroid. <laughs> I want to know if Hillroid is doing drugs. I do. And that's how we could find out a lot of stuff, isn't it? So I think that's the first thing that we should do. The second thing that we should do is quit falling for the garbage, for the pure sewage that they continue to spew and give us. Number one, the the, the Presidential Debate Commission, um, Lester the Molester last night said uh, they're nonpartisan. There is nothing nonpartisan about these guys. They're, they are rhinos and Democrats. Some people would say it's hard to make the distinction between a rhino and a Democrat. Yeah, probably so. But they are globalist all. They're globalist all. That's why the Bushes get along so well with the Clintons. That's why they get along so well with the Obamas behind the scenes. You see that nice uh, hug that uh, that Bush 43 got. They're globalists. They're all behind this. And so they set up a rigged system to make it look like there's going to be a fair and honest discussion of the... Uh, of, of the issues, and then, of course, proceed to have anything but. I think it's time that we change the debate. I would like to see some debate moderators. I would like to see Michael Savage as a debate moderator. I would like to see Alex Jones as a debate moderator. I would like to see Rush Limbaugh as a debate moderator. 
Now, here's the thing. Republicans make up at least 50 to 60% of this country. And conservative Republicans certainly make up at least 35% of this country. Just like the, the Hillroy Democrats make up about 33% of this country. So since it's divided up like that, why can we not have a debate with a real moderator? For crying out loud, how does this happen? Why does this never change? It's wrong the way we do it. And yet we accept that. What we need to do is just say, no, we're not going to go with Lester this time. I don't care. We don't have to be on CNN. There's plenty of networks out there that would host a debate for us. We could go on the History Channel. We could go on uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies. I mean, look, there's a lot of a lot of other uh, venues that are available in this modern era besides ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. We could have that debate on one of those. We could have a real moderator. Now, of course, what would happen? You tell Hillary, okay, the first debate is going to be moderated by Rush Limbaugh and... Uh, it's going to be moderated. Okay. Sorry, I just got a note here. First debate is going to be moderated by Russ Limbaugh, Alex Jones, and uh, Dr. Michael Savage. Do you think for even a second that Hillroyd would, would show up for that? I think I think probably not. Anyway, I got uh, Rusty Monsies with the border report calling in. Uh, let's let's uh, talk to Rusty here for a minute. And see what's going on. Hey, hello, uh, Rusty. Yes, sir, Doc. Go ahead. Listen, uh, I came across local news here that uh, the they're down in Mexico. Y'all, I need to take note of this. The cartel is going after Catholic priests. Really? Yes. Uh, so far in Morelia, two have been taken in the last week. They've been found murdered and butchered up. There was one that was found in uh, on on the on the east on the east side of Mexico. A village priest he told the uh, the, the parishioners not to uh, go along with the cartel. Uh, he was quartered and uh, stuck on the iron fence in front of the Catholic Church. Wow, this is not making the news anywhere. Now, this is the thing. This is coming north. Remember, you have Catholic churches in every part of the United States as well. They are after the Catholics specifically right now because the Catholics are so strong as a group. Followed by the followed by the Baptist and then the Methodist and your other denominations down through. As they get up north here, they're going to start cropping over. You know, and this goes back to what I jump up and down on my favorite rant. you got to watch your backyard. you got to watch your kids in your neighborhood. You've got to take play. you got to keep real close watching what's taking place. I've also found out that in this particular area where I live, the, there will be an increase in drugs coming up. The uh, the agencies are looking forward to that, and they're trying to bone up what they can with the additional manpower, which isn't much, because they're being drugged to the to the other corners of the country. There is we are approaching a, a 
very, um, I don't want to call it a war because it's, it's overused. We're approaching a conflict, and it's coming this way. You all up north from the valley got to start taking issue and start taking very seriously what's going on around you. Put down your book, put down your toys, start paying attention to what your kids are doing, take care of your neighborhood, and watch out, please. Uh, so, Doc, with that, I'll let you go. And I'm well, sorry, Doc, my, my is, phone's acting up. I'm sorry. This is drug cartel. Uh, I, I assume the drug cartels are the ones that are, that are leading this, uh, that, are, that are slaughtering these Catholic priests. Yes, they are. Now, there appears to be, and the man that I talked to does not can't say for sure, there appears to be some more cohesion between the people, the men who are coming in from the Far East, into Mexico and South America. They're starting to work together with the cartel. If they do that, everything is down the, down the tubes. Wow. Well, this is something that uh, we do need to be keeping an eye on. Uh, and once again, you have to lay this right at the feet of, uh, of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. I mean, they're the ones that have created this atmosphere that allows this to happen. One of the things which I was hoping was going to come up on the debate last night, but it didn't, is the fact that we now have no respect from any country in the world. Uh, perfect example, at the G20 meeting, Everybody got to walk down the red carpet except for Barack Obama. They made him come out the back door on the little stairs. A, a, that was a huge deal, and yet it made almost no news anywhere. So why would anyone in Mexico have any respect for us? And, in, and indeed, uh, especially the drug cartels who are running Mexico. I don't know. I don't know, Doc. I don't know. But listen, I'm going to let it. I'm going to hand it back over to you, from me to you, uh, Hungarian to uh, English, Chuhoy. May God bless us all. Y'all be safe. God bless. Bye bye. Thanks, Rusty Monsies. I appreciate that. Rusty lives on the border, guys. Rusty lives in Brownsville. He is on the border. His uh, hacienda backs right up to the Rio Grande. And the poor guy's down there being absolutely overrun. It's just him by himself. And uh, quite frankly, we're trying to get a group of individuals to go down there and give Rusty a hand. He used to have uh, Camp Lone Star down there. The problem with Camp Lone Star was they had completely and utterly stopped illegal immigration uh, across Rusty's ranch. And, of course, uh, that was embarrassing the governor, and it was embarrassing the Fed, so Greg Abbott... Uh, simply allowed the feds to go in and arrest um, the uh, patriots that were guarding Rusty's ranch on trumped-up charges. And uh, now there is no Camp Lone Star. Rusty's ranch is again being overrun by illegal aliens. But during that uh, roughly six-month period that Camp Lone Star existed, they, uh, according to the sources we have, did $20 million in economic damage to the drug cartels because that's what it cost them. In, uh, in, in lost revenue, not being able to cut across through Rusty's Ranch. So, anyway, guys, uh, there's, there's something for you. Uh, yeah, Susan Dantzler said it's an effort to kill the church. 
Well, certainly they've been trying to kill the church for a long time, and Hillary uh, would be one of the leaders on that. I mean, the Hildebeest, uh, definitely one of the leaders in trying to stop the church in America. But uh, another thing that didn't come up yesterday, I wanted to know why uh, Vince Foster, why was he not brought up yesterday? Hillary and Vince Foster had an affair for five years, roughly five years. And, uh, well, I mean, let's face it, Hillary, Hillary needs love too, right? I mean, Bill was getting it on the side. In fact, during this period of time, Bill bragged to one of his multitudinous girlfriends that he had had sex with over 2,000 women. So Hillary is feeling a little neglected, so uh, she picks up with Vince Foster. And according to what I uh, read in Gary Aldrich's book, Unlimited Access, right there, holding that up for all you guys on uh, YouTube and Facebook, according to uh, Gary Aldrich's book, um, when the word got out, that this affair might be showing up. That was when uh, that was when uh, Gary Aldrich allegedly committed suicide because uh, the word was that he was fed up with what was going on. He couldn't handle it anymore. Um, his conscience was bothering him greatly, and so consequently, he was going to go public. And then, after having a fine Italian meal. He had a full belly, allegedly shot himself. And, of course, they wanted to have you believe that he shot himself at Fort Marcy Park. But, of course, the problem was with the crime scene, there was no blood at Fort Marcy Park. And if a guy shoots himself in the the neck and in the head, which are the two wounds that Vince Foster had, um, there's going to be a lot of blood. There's going to be at least a gallon of blood. Well, there was no blood found at the Fort Marcy Park Uh, body dumping site, and the body in Fort Marcy Park was found by a contractor who was going in there to have his lunch. He went to a payphone, this before cell phones, went to a payphone, called it into the cops, came back, the body was gone. He looked around, found the body about 20 yards away, pulled into the bushes. Once again, all of this was investigated by the park rangers, the FBI was not involved, even though this guy was assistant White House counsel to the President of the United States. Hillary's got some splaining to do, if you ask me, and yet nobody asks her the questions. Nobody seems to care. Nobody makes a difference. I'm hoping on uh, one of these future debates, like I say, I would love to see a debate hosted by Alex Jones. I'd love to see a debate hosted by Rush Limbaugh. I'd love to see a debate hosted by Dr. Michael Savage. Those would be my three picks for someone to host a debate. Yes, even better than me. Yeah, I would rather see those guys host a debate because I just like to watch the fireworks from another truth. So what do you guys think? Would Hillrod show up for that? I mean, would would she would she be there for that? Do you think? <laughs> I'm thinking no. And I guess somebody already suggested that Donald Trump he not show up for the next two debates. Well, Donald Trump has to show up, otherwise he'll look like he's a chicken. So he's got to show up. All we can hope for is in, in the future debates, Donald Trump will realize nobody is going to defend him, and he's got to give it everything he's got. And if he doesn't give it everything he's got, he's going to lose. 
So uh, that's what we're hoping for in the future debate. If you guys would like to call in on the show today, the number is 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. Love to have you call in on the show. If you're listening in the 10 a.m. hour, I uh, this is a uh, playback, so uh, you're not going to be able to call in on the show. The show is live every day from 1 until 3, Texas time, Central Standard Time. So anyway, I want to say hi. Rodney Pugh, good to see you in there today. And Ron Ickles, yeah, good friend of mine. Appreciate all you guys being there and uh, being part of this. Oh, Wilbur Witt's in there, too. Oh, my goodness. It's a, it's a good show. We're going to have a little fun today. We've got a lot more to talk about. The, um, the debate last night, of course, is going to be on the news. Uh, I guess there's something like uh, 800 million people or something like that last night watched that debate. It was huge. The um, Texas veterans, however are uh, trying to make their own decisions about which candidate is going to do the most for them. And I thought that was kind of interesting. There are 1.7 million veterans who live in Texas. That's why Texas independence would be easily achievable, because we have so many retired veterans here in Texas, and there's a good lot of them that would happily rejoin the Texas Army, the Texas Air Force, the Texas Navy, the Texas Marines. Many of them would gladly rejoin those branches. So we'd have plenty of military. Yes, we could secure our border. But um, a lot of veterans favor Donald Trump's boldness. Now, some people say they see promise in Hillary Clinton's steadiness, you know, which was on display there on 9-11 at the ceremony where uh, she completely collapsed and they had to load her like a sack of potatoes into the uh, van to get her out of there. Yeah, that kind of steadiness. Uh, There's also some support among Texas veterans for Libertarian Gary Johnson. The truth be told, the only hope that we have right now in the United States is Donald Trump. Donald Trump's not the best guy for the job. But uh, he is the guy. Time Magazine poll puts... uh, Trump at 55% and Hillary at 45%. CNBC poll put Donald Trump at 68 and uh, and Hillary at 32 Hey, well, that's a good thing. Maybe, maybe some folks recognize something. I'm going to be watching the polls closely up until we get to this next debate. But the truth be told, Texas independence is the answer. Texas independence would save... The United States, I believe, if anything could, uh, that's that's likely what's going to do it. Well, I'm going to hit this break. We're going to be right back on the Doc Green Show. So uh, strap in. Share it. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. Here's an important message. 
Listen from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. The doctor certainly is in, and I want to thank you guys for being a part of the show today. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. That's right, we're on YouTube. And uh, you can go there. I'm interested in the sound quality on YouTube. Still working with that a little bit and uh, seeing where that's going to go. So we'll find that out. The uh, Cover the Texas veterans already. The other thing that we wanted to cover, because this is really important, 
After more than two decades of efforts by lawmakers, they're going to install a monument at the Capitol celebrating African Americans. The main components of bronze and granite were quietly lowered onto the, onto the South Lawn on Tuesday. It's uh, put together by Denver-based sculptor Ed Dwight, who proposed the Texas African American History Memorial to celebrate more than 400 years of achievements by black Texans. The sculpture, which will be 27 feet high and 32 feet long when completed, stands near the Capitol's main entrance. He said, this is going to be right in your face, and you'll be able to walk up to it because it's going to be, you know, it's like Black Lives Matter, right in your face. And on one side of the monument, which will be completely installed by mid-October, depicts 48 slaves and marks the moment the law, the slaves were emancipated in Texas. The other points to the state's abundant cattle, cotton, and oil reserves and uh, the contributions the black Texans have made to those industries. The plaques and other features still need to be added to the monument. It's going to be a public dedication. Now, the reason why this is important is because we just got rid of of all the Confederate heroes at all of the places in Texas, all the public places in Texas, including at the Capitol. We got rid of them. Why? Well, what, you had your head under a rock or something? I mean, don't you know that that guy, uh, uh, I forget what his name is, but out there in Carolina, he killed a bunch of black people in a church, and when they checked his Facebook page, he had a Confederate flag. So some stupid little kid kills a bunch of black people, and they find a Confederate flag on his Facebook page, and they say, well, obviously the Confederate flag created all of this. If it wasn't for the Confederate flag, he wouldn't have killed any of these people. We have to get rid of the Confederate flag. My question to you, of course, would be, Wait a minute, how many people has ISIS killed? What about Islam in America? How many people have been killed by Islam in America? But we have to get rid of the Confederate flag. We have to get rid of every Confederate monument at the Capitol because some stupid little kid had a Confederate flag on his Facebook page and he killed some, some black people. You see the dichotomy here? We got rid of genuine heroes, people of accomplishment, in order to recognize people that were brought here simply to enhance their lives. And you could say, well, they were brought here as slaves. They weren't brought here to enhance their lives. Well, don't forget the first slave owner in the United States happened to be a black man. Oh, not supposed to say that. You're also not supposed to say uh, thank you very much. I'm going to turn that down a little bit. See if that fixes it on YouTube. Thank you. Also, you're not supposed to say that uh, Martin Luther King was a Republican. You're not supposed to say that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. You're not supposed to say those things. You're not supposed to say that George Washington Carver was a Republican. You're not supposed to say those things. But we got to get rid of everything that ever smacked of the Confederacy, every Confederate hero, every man that loved this land, loved this country, was willing to die for it. And we got to get rid of all of those in order to put in this new monument up there to honor black people in Texas. Now, I got no problem with black people in Texas because uh, there happen to be a lot of black people that I dearly love and a select handful of black people that I bow to because they are absolutely amazing individuals. Uh, Chief Justice uh, Thomas being one of those. Uh, 
I like Ken Hamlin a lot, too. Ken Hamlin, the Black Avenger. Oh, that guy's great. But nonetheless, we got rid of all of the Confederate heroes, ripped those plaques off the wall, in some cases left holes in the wall where the plaques used to be, and now we're putting in this monument. So getting back to it, all things that go on get done seemingly to wash away when they pull the curtain back and see what's there. He said the planning and construction wasn't easy. State lawmakers had a lot of trouble getting the money for this project. So it's apparently funded by the state. But the Texas Monument is one of dozens of public sculptures that Dwight has helped to create to bring attention to black history across the country. He created the African American History Monument in South Carolina on the Capitol grounds as well. Uh, Representative Helen Giddings, a Democrat from DeSoto, the chairwoman of the Texas Legislative Black Caucus, said that the Texas Monument is a culmination of many years of hard work and $3 million to celebrate black Texans at the Capitol. The Texas African American History Memorial Foundation, created for the development and construction of this monument, raised some funds for the project, and the state approved $1.5 million of your tax dollars last year to complete construction of the monument. But don't forget, it was your tax dollars that also paid to have all of the Confederate monuments ripped down and hidden away. Anyway, Helen Giddings said this is going to be a must-see for Texans, and I think it's particularly important for the children But we did it for the children of the state of Texas. It represents the struggles, the stories, the triumph of African-American Texans. Funding issues have dogged the memorial for years. A statue commemorating Juneteenth, which was the date that federal troops arrived in Texas to declare the slaves free, was set up to be installed with the passage of a 1999 bill, but that project drew sharp criticism. It eventually cost taxpayers a million dollars, and they scrapped it. In 2012, it was to be replaced with the sculpture commemorating African Americans in Texas. Dwight said he was unsurprised by the lack of publicity around Tuesday's installation. Even the faint possibility that something could go wrong scared lawmakers, he said. Well, they should have been scared. They spent $1.5 million of taxpayer money. Do you not think we got some problems around here? Do we not have a lot of problems? You just got the report from Rusty Monsies. So why are we spending money on this when we should be spending that money on protecting Texans from Muslims? We should be spending that money on protecting Texans from Muslims that come across the border illegally. But we're not. Oh, Weber said, hey, you know, the roads are black. Ah, That's kind of racist. Hey, Natalie. Good to see Natalie in there. So, um, yeah, we could have used the money to fix the roads. That's right. (laughs) Weber said, Richard Pryor. I don't know that I look up to Richard Pryor, but Richard Pryor was a funny man. And Susan Dassler, very white. Can't get enough YOLO, baby. Oh, man. Well, if you guys listen to the uh, uh, the Apostle Claver show today, who happens to be a black man, man, he opened that up with uh, some stuff. Oh, Ball of Confusion. I'm trying to remember the name of the band that did that. But they had a lot of big hits. 
Ball of Confusion, an absolute fabulous song. So anyway, now Wilbur's trying to get me in trouble. Wilbur, I can't even say that. You might have to call in and say that. I can't say that. Uh, the uh, the call-in number is 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. Yes, Stephen Kuhn said, one question for Hillary was, what have you truly done over the last 30 years? Now, that was probably one of uh, Trump's best moments last night, just simply calling her out saying, look, you've been in charge here for a long time. Why do we have all of these problems? See, that's when I love it. You know, Barack Obama shows up, Hillary Clinton shows up, and they talk about all the problems they got, you know, like they're innocent bystanders, like they had no part of this, like there's nothing they could do about it. So... um, that just baffles me. So I loved it when Donald Trump said, you had 30 years. Hey, there's Joe Dana, by the way, uh, running for Constable uh, Precinct 1, I believe, Constable. Joe Dana's a good guy. We need to get Joe back on the show. Joe, when are you going to come on? We'll talk to you. Let some more folks get to know you. I think the only way to really solve the problems that we have is first of all, it would be nice if we could return a few things. Like, first of all, get rid of the public school system entirely. Rip it out by its roots. Replace it with a combination of homeschool and private school. That would be good. And, uh, well, Natalie uh, Natalie said she had 30 years to change things. She hasn't even made an attempt. But I think she has made an attempt. Uh, she's been trying to uh, create a uh, communist nation here for some period of time, going back to her days where, when she was the co-president. And, and of course, in those days, uh, when she was, uh, you know, she had uh, her husband, Bill. And, of course, Bill was getting around. Uh, Hillary outsourced her marriage. Hillary can't even manage her marriage, let alone she wants to manage the entire United States. This is a question that must be asked. It did not get asked last night by Lester of the Molester, by the way. But these people have been doing all of this for all of this time, and nothing has changed. We haven't solved any problems. We got taxation at world record levels. And nobody's nobody's trying to fix that, are they? That should uh, that should irritate you. And indeed, for those of you that missed my show yesterday, you might have to ask yourself the question: Why is the Harris County Appraisal District? Oh, Wilbur is calling in. Doctor Wilbur here, in just a second. Why is the Harris County Appraisal District just snatching numbers out of the air? I proved to you yesterday that my van is worth $38, yet the Harris County Appraisal District raised the valuation from 1600 last year to almost 3000 this year. Actually, it's 1200 last year and almost 3000 this year. There's no way that happens by accident. What they did is they did that to everyone. They just automatically went through there and said, we've got to have this much money how are we going to get it? Well, we need to raise taxes on everybody, so this is how we're going to do it. Calculate the number of pieces of equipment that get taxed, the number of pieces of land that get taxed. Divide that up by the number that we need. That is the number we're going to charge. doesn't matter if it's right. doesn't matter if it's fair. doesn't matter if it's legal. We're going to do this. 
And yet when I go in there and I want to talk about that and I simply want to record my conversation, I end up getting slammed up against the wall, having the cuffs slapped on me. Next thing I got five cops up there with guns drawn to take me into custody. I might have to play play call up Trudy on the telephone. <laughs> anyway, let's talk to Wilbur. Wilbur, what do you got, man? Come on in here. Well, uh, you got to go on that racism thing. As you know, I'm a taskmaster at writing uh, racist articles. <laughs> so, uh, you I get a lot of joy out of that. Never read. <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of joy out of that because I love to bait race baiters. And the reason I love to do it is back in the day when I was a young person, uh, it was really easy to see if you were a racist. You said certain words, you went around with a sheet over your head. Now... Yeah. Uh, there are so many rules. It, it must be a, a rule book somewhere. I haven't read it. But uh, there's so many different rules. And I find those rules, and I break them every chance I get to show people like that the ludicrous nature of their beliefs. Your thoughts? <laughs> I love that. And you do it, yeah. Find the rules wherever they are, and if they're ridiculous, you just break the rules. Apparently, I was doing that yesterday, but, you know, I asked the guy, I said, there's no signs here. There's nothing here that says I can't record this conversation. So what's the problem? I shouldn't ask that question. But go go on, Wilbur. Well, it, uh, when, like I said, I, I did, uh, and I won't say the title on the air and disrupt your show or anything, but I did a hell of an article about a month ago uh, generated by the fact that I basically pull white trash uh, and a cracker. <laughs> and, and I make, I make no. I grew up in a little town just the other side of Clean that's been incorporated into town now. And we were so poor, we thought the people on welfare had government jobs because they always had a check. <laughs> uh, people with sheetrock walls were considered to be wealthy. Oh, it was it was terrible. Uh, uh, we had liver and uh, not liver, but gravy and. Rice for supper, most mm-hmm. most days, things like that. My dad never darkened the I, door. I just happened to love it. Year. I love rice, rice and gravy. I love it. Oh, I I do too. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I eat something that, uh, that's so politically incorrect that it, it stinks. My favorite favorite quick meal is uh, cream chicken soup and a spam sandwich. And my son, the Master Chief, uh, it's his too. He has a nonstop supply of stuff in his house out in California. <laughs> but you know, these, these dogs, this damn race baiting stuff, um, it's silly. It's just silly. We don't have, honestly, I've always maintained we do not have to have any more amendments past number 10 because the Constitution basically covers everything. You didn't have to give anybody the right to vote. The Constitution says all men, well, it's all men then, but any citizen of the United States can vote. Of course, now there's. Well, I, I, should point out anybody, yeah. I should point out over that the Constitution was determined to not grant specifically women the right to vote. They determined there was a privilege and therefore not a right for women to vote. But go ahead. But that's true. And uh, America has grown. Um, well, we did. we started out, uh, we had some pretty good ideas. And as uh, as things evolved, we had to make changes. We had to uh, to move forward, but we always held to that original document. That original document was the roadmap. You couldn't go anywhere if you got off the road. 
It was simple as that. And, like, now, <clears throat> the voter ID thing, it's stupid. The very uh, the, the stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. Walk into a polling place, you should at least be able to at least prove you're an American. I'm an American. Here's you. my driver's license. And it says I live at 123 Main Street. Yeah. Uh, Is that uh, too much marriage, to ask? Marriage. No. The marriage thing, the very idea of, of gay marriage, uh, it, it's a joke. But it's so politically incorrect to say that, but it is a joke. You remember that friend of mine that used to hang around with me uh, and everything? He was gay, and he was the biggest advocate against that I've ever met in my life. I saw him take a phone call one night when one of his nephews had come out of the closet, and he was screaming at her or his mother over the phone. Do you know what I've been through in my life? Do you know what's happened to me? You know, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. completely stupid. So everything you say about that subject is exactly right. It's exactly right. Uh, it's a depraved lifestyle. And uh, the Muslims have a saying. I, I, I dabble a little bit with Muslims over the years, and they have a saying. Like you say, you can't pick up a turd by the clean end. <laughs> right, they have a saying, if you got a little crap in your hand, you still got crap in your hand. <laughs> That's all it is. That's doing. it. Yeah. The quantity at that point uh, doesn't it, really matter. Yeah. And uh, the whole Muslim thing, uh, you know, you've got stabbings and shootings and all this stuff. And yet, if you go on Facebook and, and you type the sentence, I don't like Muslims, I always say, all leave the country. You go to Facebook jail. Right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's yeah. why the FBI has been investigating my son, and now the IRS is going after him because, uh, well, it started out with Muslims. He said a lot of uncane, unkind things about Muslims. They were true things, but uh, some people would view them as unkind. And uh, so that's why the FBI went after my son, and that's why he had to get a very expensive lawyer and spend a lot of money uh, to... Uh, to defend himself against the federal government. And, of course, the reason why they can't stop any of these terrorist events, Wilbur Witt, is because they're busy going after my son, a former Marine. So, uh, Oh, yeah, of course. Well, he's a dangerous man. He must be a dangerous man. You know, I um, think so. I mean, you know, I, I, just, I, I know that uh, surely he beats his wife every time she burns the toast. I mean, he must be doing that. He's married to a he's married to a redheaded Sicilian. I don't think that happens. <laughs> and that little operation they get little girls when they're when they're the little little girls everything real handy little thing little thing to do there. Uh, not to mention they don't like dogs. Uh, the color's yellow. Um, I'm thinking all the little rules they come up with. The only good idea they ever had was polygamy. <laughs> you know me. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I do know you. you you're not a polygamist, but you have been married to a number of women. I, I know that. But I got yeah, more Bible polygamy for polygamy than I got for single marriage, by the way. <laughs> Doc, if I was a polygamist, I could have saved thousands of dollars on divorces over the years. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Muslim friend who told me one time, uh, when I got my last divorce from Pam, he, I was sitting at the house alone. He comes over and drinks coffee. He says, you have no woman. I said, no, burn out, man. You don't need a woman to take care of you. I get you four of the finest Pakistani women in the world. No, 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 Muhammad. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> oh. I said, how many, how many wives do you have? He said, I have one. Uh, why do you only have one? He said, because 
When you have four wives, one is always the youngest, and there is the problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the way I do my article thought. Uh, yeah. It's not just race baiting. It's a whole bunch of little things. And I just stand back. I look at the stupidity of it, and I just tell people to their face, this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. I have posted right there in the, uh, on the chat line, uh, right below the live Facebook uh, video. I've decided that Facebook's got the best chat line, guys. That's why I'm using it instead of the others. But I posted uh, uh, Wilbur's Facebook, Wilbur the Pig, and uh, you guys, uh, yeah, Wilbur liked the pig, excuse me. And uh, you guys need to go there and check it out because this, every day, Wilbur puts out some fabulous gem that must be read. And you can also go, uh, what, a simple old boy from Austin uh, on mm-hmm. blog talk? Is that that? Simple old boy from Austin uh, is a blog that has that, and there's a Facebook page, private page I have called Simple Old Boy from Austin, O-L, possibly, I believe. I'll look mm-hmm. up Wilbur Witt, and, uh, and I'm the one without the three behind it. That's my son. But uh, that you can find me all over. Um, well, do not, do, not do, a, do not do a Google search for Wilbur Witt, okay? Don't do no. it. It's telling you right now, don't do it. <laughs> I, I looked, I was, uh, Sunday, just uh, for fun, I, I Googled myself. I Googled Bill the Butcher and Wilbur Witt and Weird Wilbur. And uh, uh, one thing, I, I, I have got to get with someone. If I Google Weird Wilbur, I'm... Uh, my records are selling all over the world, but they're not selling my record company. Okay. <laughs> they're everywhere. Well, the first thing that happens if you type in Wilbur Witt, one of your hit songs comes up right on the top. <laughs> oh, that, did I ever tell you the story of that song? I'm pleased with it. I think you I'll did, but you. we got a lot of new listeners. So go ahead and tell the story uh, of uh, that uh, song. I was, I, was in, I was in Nashville. I turned out a real racist song that David Allen Cohen uh, imitated and picked and visited a bunch of others and all that stuff. Uh, and I ended up in Nashville. And I got up there, and while I was there, my producer, Gene Strasser, he's passed away now, and he came in, and he said, hey, they just arrested two live crew in Dallas for singing Me So Horny. And I went, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. And I, hey, man, the control board just arrested your record, too. So I was an old jukebox tester. what? <laughs> yeah, man. They said, see, it might be a crime to let you put on that record. And later on that night, I went to a place called the Nashville Palace, where they had catfish over by the opera. And mm-hmm. we were sitting around, and they were laughing. They were laughing at me. And one of them said, hey, well, you're going and straight them Texans out? I said, oh, no, no, you don't know how they work in Texas. And I said, yeah, you Texas. But cat. And the phrase was so funny, everybody went to laughing. So the next morning, I went in the studio, and I cut the first version of that song. Uh, a year or so later, I was back, and I, I did the album over at United Artists. And we had nine songs, and Jackie was sitting on my lap. She was three years old. And mm-hmm. John, her father, was the engineer. And he came in, and he said, well, we've got to have a tenth song, man. That I, and, and one of them said, hey, do the Texas song. I said, okay, look, I'll do it, but you can't press that, okay? Um, you cannot press it. Oh, man, I give him a word. I, I, I just wanted this for us here. Okay, that's it. So I did the <laughs> song. Uh, Conway Twitty sent a steel player over. I think Johnny Carter Cash was there. There was a whole bunch of people. Um, oh, there was a movie actress. I cannot remember her dang name. But uh, she was doing a rock group down the hall. And they came in and helped me with backgrounds. Oh, it's up to the songs. Mm-hmm. 
And and Zion, not going to press it. Don't worry about it. Lion S O B. It was the lead song on the album, and it's been the most played <laughs> song ever since. <laughs> well, that's why you know I type in Wilbur Witt. It was the number one thing that came up immediately, right there at the very top, <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> well, I was going to make my more liberal friends uh, a little angry or anything, but I just went down to the bank on Saturday and picked a big old heavy check on that song. <laughs> uh, we love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm a confirmed Texan, but I also got a sense of humor. It's, it's pretty funny. So uh, anyway, look, you guys, uh, you guys need to subscribe to Wilberwitz page and uh, and read it, and uh, and be you know be part of the Wilberwick community. You will find it amusing. Once again, Wilbur's a little bit like this show. He is not for the faint of heart. You know, so uh, no. If you can't take it, if you don't have a sense of humor, do not go to Wilberwood's page. But if, on the other hand, you could stand a little dose of truth uh, mixed with a little bit of sarcasm and and, uh, and a little bit of in-your-face uh, truth, I mean, then Wilberwood's the guy. I mean, that's where that's where I would be. Well, so where are you? I'll let, I'll let you go now, but I never think I'll uh, listen to Richard's show. I have contacted Scott out in Hollywood, and... Uh, each of your shows, I send him the number, and you're on now. He desperately wants to be on your show. He's a he knows Donald Trump personally. Um, he has a lot of good things to say that chimes right in with what you guys are saying. Uh, and he's a multimillionaire, and he has built buildings in New York. So you know who he's taking the check from here and there. <laughs> and the man, the man is brilliant. He's really he's, he's, and he'll tell you fun. He's an old gangster. Yeah, he'll tell you about it. You know, he's just uh, he's a hard man from New York that uh, just clawed his way up, and he's he's a, as American as, as as apple pie. I mean, he's really a Texan. Scott, Scott Binesack. Right? Yep, Scott Binesack. All right, we're going to get Scott. A lot of good life. That would be fun. And and uh, we okay. got some great stuff, guys, coming up on the show. I I should tell you. I mean, you're going to love some of the people we got coming up here in the next week. So I'll try to run that down for you a little bit later uh, on the Doc Green Show. We're going to hit this break, and we're going to be right back. So don't go away. Thank you for calling in, Wilbur. Wilbur Witt. Thank you, Doc. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. 
You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor. It's realistic. It's hygienic. It's affordable. And there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and needed to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with pet floors, and he came out and measured. And the measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on all free of charge. The doctor is in, and of course, as is my want, every now and then we just got to have a little good music on here. We're going to have some. See if anybody knows who this is.
the Doc Green Show is live and on the air, and we're trying to get Lisa Halili on the line here, but it's not working well. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see if we got her now. Uh, do, we, do we have you now? Yes, sir. Okay, I picked up a minute ago, and you were gone. It will, it, there was a the guitar playing. So yeah, that was uh, that was my break music. <laughs> oh. That's okay. so that she'll know when I come off a of break. Okay. So anyway, uh, Lisa Halili, have her on the uh, newsmaker line today because she's married to Johnny Halili, and the two of them are in the oyster business. And uh, it appears that the powers that be in Texas are taking exception to the fact that a couple of little independents like you guys would actually want to have access to get oysters out of the bay. And... uh, so I've kind of framed it up there. I'd like to hand it over to you, Lisa Halili, and tell tell me what's going on with this. Well, yesterday we were in court in Galveston, and now the judge has taken it under review. And basically, it's a hometown backroom good old boy deal where these oyster farmers go to the navigation district, and somewhere back in 1957. Price Daniels had patented over some land patents to navigation district for navigational purposes. Mm-hmm. And these two uh, brainchilds of oyster farmers decided we're going to go up there and figure out a way that we're going to lease the heart of Galveston Bay, 23,000 acres. Can you believe that for $1.15 an acre? Huh. Yeah. Seems, seems uh, nefarious. It's one a one oyster cost more than what they paid for a whole acre. Wow. Yeah, one single oyster. If you were to go to the market in Houston, is about a dollar sixty nine. Is what we learned yesterday, and so that they're paying a dollar fifty for a whole entire acre. But the thing that a lot of people don't understand is twenty three thousand acres to go cross through it to go sailing, to go fishing, to go enjoy the sunshine, to run a ship down the Houston Ship Channel, guess who the landowner would be? Storm. So does this mean, if hypothetically speaking, this land, this, this lease agreement became legal? Do we all have to have a storm stamp? Is well, the Port of Houston going to have to pay a storm toll fee? If this is, this is how fortunes get made, though. You know, when, in this case, it's almost like going back to the days of the land barons. Uh, this guy does a nefarious backroom deal. And now, all of a sudden, every oyster fisherman in Texas, and as you just mentioned, virtually anyone who wants to even go float out in, in the Gulf, uh, has to pay rent to this guy. Yeah, exactly. And this lease is very broad. Everybody's considered a trespasser. So if you think about it, a duck hunter has to step on the reef when you're out there waiting. So you're actually stepping on his reef. You're stepping on the oysters, so you're a trespasser. Private pier owners all the way around this whole 23,000 acres, you know what? You're going to buy land to put up a pier. Who are you going to get the permission from? Got to go back to Tracy Woody. Everything's going to come down to the private landowner. This is giving away a public resource. <laughs> so Nelson and Woody formed a, a an LLC called Sustainable Oyster Resource Management LLC, 
which is uh, codenamed STORM. I mean, that's the acronym. Sustainable. First of all, anything starts with sustainable, you automatically know that's bad. And sustainable oyster resource management. And the way they want to manage this resource is they basically want to own it, and then they want to charge everybody, and particularly people like you uh, who make their living harvesting oysters. Uh, I guess you're actually a processor more than a harvester, but they want to make people like you have to pay them for the privilege. And that, and they also own Jerry Seafood. So this puts a monopoly over the whole entire oyster business. So all the, the people that he doesn't like, all the fishermen he doesn't care for, they're not going to get to play in Storm's background. You're not going to get to go into this public resource. I mean, the, the whole thing that, that, that everybody, I mean, this is, this is state water bottom, but that's God's water. That's everybody's water. Well, it everybody's would, it would, yeah. given right to enjoy that water. Who is he to come in to the state of Texas and tell us that he's going to be the new sheriff of Galveston Bay and kick all of us out? It just, it just seems horrible, and it seems absolutely corrupt. And, of course, that's one of the things I've been finding out since I started covering Texas news about three years ago. The, the level of corruption in Texas is scary. And as a Texas independent supporter, uh, that does not bring any joy to my heart. But... I'm trying to figure out how this is possible. How, how do you do this? I mean, you just create an LLC, and, and uh, then you lease the land from Chambers Liberty County Navigation District. Uh, what gave the Navigation District the right to lease this, lease this land to any particular individual, Lisa Halili? They, they don't have the right. They have the right, but they have to, number one, there's, a, there's an agreement with the Port of Houston it goes back to 1957. It clearly states, if, because these two navigation districts are neighboring each other, if they go into a 30-year lease, they're supposed to check with each other. Because they don't want to lease out to a foreign country, somebody that comes in here who's going to be um, over your navigable waters. I mean, think about this. This navigation district goes and gives control he has a right, it says in the lease that he, he controls over the observing of the Houston Ship Channel. Do you know if this lease is proven legal tomorrow? It would be worth billions if somebody from the Middle East is going to come in here and control the Port of Houston. I mean, think about it. Well, yeah, Isn't I see give the oyster farmers the right to, to control the, I mean, you can't pass a ship down that 23,000 acres. Wow. I mean, this is huge. And yes. this is how things like this happen, and it, it just comes back to pure greed yes. on the on the you know on the part of of a couple of individuals. Um, and where's the first victim? Who do you think the second victims are? Well, there's got to be a lot lot of uh, oyster harvesters out there that uh, depend on this for their livelihood. That's all part of the first victims, but think really hard. Who do you think the second victim's going to be? Well, obviously, anybody that likes to eat oysters. Well, they're still part of Your second victim, if they prove oyster farmers and oyster harvesters, trespassers, the second victim is going to be oil and gas. Oil and gas has never gotten the permission from this navigation district to lay those pipelines. So what they're going to do, and I even have it on audio tape from December 15th meeting, where they're asking the storm lawyer, 
well, these oyster people are going to be trespassers? What about oil and gas? And Richard Baker says, and oil and gas. So they prove us trespassers. They're going to go after every single pipeline laying in that 23,000 acre and charge them easement fees. Wow. Well, this is huge. Yes. That's what I've been trying to say for two and a half years. I've been exhausting myself. I even got the email where they take out the lease and they said, now we're going to form a company. They took the lease before Storm was even formed. Wow. Well, we got uh, we got two guys here. We got Nelson and we got Woody. Now, I guess Nelson, uh, I don't know what his first name was, but I guess he passed away. Yes, he did. And uh, so, so now Woody has sole control. That I I don't know. I haven't seen the the will. I don't know if it's been prorated. From what I understand, he's the manager of Storm, owns Storm, and he also is the manager and operator of Jerry Seafood. Now, Jerry Seafood is a seafood vendor, I guess? Yep. So they sell to the restaurants? Yep. They sell to quite a bit of your grocery store chains and restaurants. In fact, if you go to their webpage, you'll even see where Jerry Seafood is sponsoring a baseball team, and the back side of their shirt says Storm. Wow. Well, of course, he's going to be rolling in dough if he gets this thing through. I mean, he'll be, he'll be not a millionaire. He will be a billionaire. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's endless. I mean, And simply about because he figured out a way to subvert uh, the law in order to uh, put all of this in his hands. I mean, this just looks really wrong. It, it's just, it, I cannot wrap my head around how the whole entire state of Texas, you got the state of Texas doing them, you got Parks and Wildlife, you got all these oyster farmers, all these, these, Sports fishermen, everybody screaming, and one man is still fighting us. I've spent over $800,000 on my hard-earning money of a taxpayer having to fight this battle. And it just breaks my heart that somebody can't step in and, and just stop this. I just got a request in the chat room for a link uh, to this story, so I just posted that for all you guys. Um this is crazy. I mean, this is absolutely absurd. Um, this, 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 this is, is no like difference. the Grand Old Opera. If you don't give me the deed to your ranch, I'm going to saw you all in half. I mean, that's just this, that's the level of corruption that this is rising to here. This would be no different than, let's say, um, everybody knows Donald Trump. Let's say he figured out a way to lease Central Park for 50 years. And if he likes you... You get to enter the park, and he may let you enter for free. And if he likes you if he likes a you. little bit, it may be a dollar a minute or five dollars a minute, or he may charge you for every breath of air you take. I mean, think about it. Who takes a public resource? You're talking Galveston Bay. I had out-of-state fishermen Most calling. of Galveston Bay, yeah. Yes, the heart of Galveston Bay. You're talking all the way from Eagle Point all the way down in front of Landry's all the way back around through Laporte. I mean, nobody, look at that storm map. It was in the Houston Chronicle yesterday, and it was last week, I think, on Thursday. That's a huge map. You're talking 23,000 acres. And how are you going to get on the other side to go fishing? 
I mean, it just looks insane, and it looks, I mean, I think you're probably describing it accurately. I'm posting this here, guys. There's also a petition that you can sign there. Yes. And we uh, we, we only need 497 more people to reach 2,500. Yes. Now, what happens if we get 2,500 uh, people signing this petition, Lisa Holili? It's just that many more voices. Every every signature is a voice, and every voice counts. Because so far, there has not been one court who's recognized this lease as being legal. So far, every single court battle, they have lost. And we are praying and praying very, very hard that our Judge, um, Judge Lonnie Cox of Galveston, he's reviewing it, that he voids this lease. And we should know something this week. Well, he's already issued an injunction, yes. which at least temporarily prohibits storm uh, and let me let me go back and reread that acronym again. <laughs> Storm's easier to say, but uh, the the actual name is, is uh, amazing. Sustainable Oyster Resource Management, and what they mean by that is simply uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna make sure there are plenty of oysters because we're only going to let people who can afford it, who can pay our hefty fee, uh, uh, go go after. Uh, Go after uh, oysters down here. And this is this isn't the only place. He also approached Calhoun County. There's a hundred and ninety thousand acres that's owned over there that there's a navigation district. He tried to get them to do the same thing. I have passed resolutions from Galveston, Aransas, Refugio, Jackson. Every coastal county has recognized that the state of Texas is the, the keeper for the public, that they're the ones that are the trustees for the general public, so we can all share these Texas water bottoms. And the only county that I cannot get them passed in is Matagorda County and Calhoun County. And both of those districts, Tracy Woody has gone down there and has tried to do the same thing. Of course, now Tracy Woody, that's the guy that died, right? No, 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 no. He's, he's the, that's the son-in-law. Oh, okay. The, the father-in-law um, is is uh, Ben Nelson. He's the one that's deceased. Oh, okay. okay. And Tracy's married to Ben's only daughter. I see. well, there's no nepotism going on here. Uh, <sighs> this is this, like I say, this rises to a level of corruption that just absolutely blows my mind. Um, the um, so you had the hearing in court. What was your feeling about the hearing with uh, District Judge Lonnie Cox? I mean, uh, what was the body language, facial expressions? Uh, what can you tell me about that, Lisa Halili? Um, you know, I, I mean, he was he was really very concerned. I mean, he he presented some really tough questions, and the storm lawyer was very unprepared. I feel like um, Chris Spellman, who represents us. And um, Fred Raspi from Mills and Sherwood Galveston, I think they did an outstanding job. They, they gave a PowerPoint. They explained to the judge how this has been for over 200 years that people have used. This is public waters that belongs to the, the water bottoms belong to the state of Texas, but the public the water belongs to everybody. And the storm lawyer, he was just like all over the place. He wasn't even making any sense. And he told the judge he didn't even have his documents. He said, can I have two days to submit them? Well, he probably didn't know this case was coming up, right? It was a surprise to him. 
Uh, no, actually, they filed for a stay on Friday, and he and they tried to get the judge not to make a ruling on the motion of summary judgment because they're applying for a venue at the Supreme Court because they feel if they can get this case in Chambers County that they can get this lease proven valid. Wow. Well, according to this article, Hurricane Ike destroyed nearly 50% of the oyster beds back in 2008, and uh, the seven years of drought subsequently following that increased the salinity of the bay, and that endangered the oyster habitat and allowed their predators to thrive. And now, after two years of heavy rain, well, now the fresh water is diminishing the oyster supply. And so uh, the good news is we've got a storm here that's going to step in and make sure that only their select buddies can go out there and, uh, and harvest oysters. And maybe that's not good. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is, this is a guy who says he's, Parks and Wildlife have done everything humanly possible they can. But you, you know what? Just like you said, Mother Nature can be good to us and Mother Nature can be bad to us. I mean, it's, it's part of, it's just, part of being a fisherman you know you've got your good years and your bad years i mean but all of us fishermen we just pull up our boots and we just keep going on i mean there is no other way to look at this but this man is stealing a public resource this is just out and out theft this is theft of a public resource there is no way to sugarcoat it wow i mean it's 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 an outrage and it's it's a slap in the face to us because you got to understand, this guy has been part of our industry. He's, he's come to our meetings. We've ate together. We've gone to meetings together. He sat there and has worked on this for 10 years, plotting how he was going to come in and, and steal this public resource. Well, this the question... happen overnight. Uh, Lisa Halili, uh, the question was just asked, which Texas official signed off on this? Do you know? These navigation guys in chambers. Well, that's oh, that's kind of like navigation. just a, that's a little uh, bureaucratic. I mean, it's a bureau. It's a it's a small group of people that. Yep. Technically, are they elected? No, no, they're not allowed to be. They're appointed. And they're who appointed. and who appoints them? Judge Jimmy Sylvia of Chambers County. Ah. Uh, yeah, you remember the nine million dollars that came up missing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said $4 million went into overtime, but the other $5 million, they just haven't found it yet. Just gone. We don't know it's where just that... Gone. Just don't know where that money went. Exactly. They just got... Let me enlighten you. They just got $3.5 million for a total refugee in Anahuac. Wow. $3.5 million for turtles. <sighs> this, seems, this seems just... Uh, it, it's beyond belief. I cannot. I mean, I can. I can give you phone numbers to people who've reached out to me in Chambers County. The, the the thick corruption wall that goes around there. Somebody has to be able to break the walls of Chambers County, and it's going to start right now. The taxpayers are going crazy over there. I'm a taxpayer too. I own land over there. I didn't know that until the storm mess. When when I started the navigation district that gave away this public resource. I pay taxes on. Yeah, we all, if you live in Chambers County and you own land in Chambers County, guess what? You're actually a taxpayer who's paying for Tracy Woody's legal bills because in the storm lease, supposedly they said they pay any and all legal costs. I'd like to see how many bills have been paid. 
or who's paying them. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, what kind of a lease do you, you any and we'll pay any and all legal costs. Just go ahead and sign us over the, the 23,000 acres. And they were in executive session, too. They came in, they told the navigation district how much they're going to pay per acre and how many acres they're going to lease. Well, the, the, the potential for disaster here is, is absolutely huge. And it, the, the level of corruption, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I actually hadn't thought about it. We should probably, uh, we should probably uh, uh, do a little study for uh, Judge Jimmy Sylvia here and uh, see what he's got going on. But, yeah, uh, I can tell you right now what they've got going on. They wanted to move the courthouse and the jail and they wanted to build a new one that was going to cost $100 million, have taxpayers pay for it, of course. And then the property that they want to buy has been in dispute. In fact, they had Chambers uh, Commissioner's Court today. And I know there's been a lot of people go to Save Anawak on Facebook. I mean, Save Anawak on Facebook, okay. Yes, and there's a lot of people on there that are suffering that, that want this to stop. I mean, this is sad. I mean, the story, and, and I'm like, why don't you guys say something? Well, we live over here. We're afraid to. I said, but you've got to voice opinion. If you don't, if the, if the baby doesn't cry, the mom is never going to pick it up. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, there's plenty I could talk about on that. Lisa, can you hold through this break? Sure. We're going to come back talk some more about this. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Frank. Hit it. We're going to be right back on the Doc Green Show. Share it with your friends, guys. We're live on Facebook. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. 
maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call Beatty AC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. Beatty AC and Heat. That's B-E-E-E-A-C-N-Heat.com. Beatty AC and Heat. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. minutes, but I wanted to finish up. I've got Lisa Halili on the Newsmaker line, and the reason Lisa is calling in is because her family is in the oyster processing business, and she has discovered a situation where a really a single individual is trying to, through hook and crook, completely take over uh, Galveston Bay and charge everyone uh, that wants to even go in there and get an oyster, wants to lay a little oil pipeline, maybe even that wants to just float through Galveston Bay, and all of that's going to go into his pocket. And I think something's very wrong with that. And uh, so, consequently, uh, we're discussing it right here on the Amazing Doc Green Show. So, uh, Lisa Halili, uh, where do we pick up at? Um, well, that's what I was talking about. Right now, we're waiting for the judge Roland Galveston. And if he rules and voids that lease, of course, they've already said they're going to appeal it to the Supreme Court level. They have tried to get venue to get the case in Chambers County. They have been turned down at the first courts of appeal, the 56th District's Court, and the third courts of appeal. Every court um, and the courts in Austin, uh, Judge Rodna Hurley, Every court that has heard the storm case so far has denied them. There's not been one judge has recognized what they're trying to do and has not agreed that the venue, I mean, this is what they're saying. If you can bring this lawsuit, let us, let us take it over to Chambers County, we can win this thing. Well, I, I sincerely hope this happens. That's why I posted that on Facebook. I asked everybody to join the petition on this. And... Um, and so right now, I guess it's in the judge's hands. But what's the next step? Judge Lonnie Cox right now has issued an injunction preventing the uh, storm from interfering with uh, other oyster uh, uh, harvesters out there. But uh, uh, we're, we're waiting for that other shoe to drop. What, what, if, uh, what if he doesn't do the right thing here, Lisa Halili? Then I need all the people of Texas to help me, and we need to appeal it. 
will appeal it right away. But I can't understand. I just can't even think that somebody would even want to give away their rights or their grandchildren's rights or their anyone's. I mean, think about this. This is this is a public resource. It's state water bottom, but it's God's water, and God's water is for everybody. Well, and once again, anybody if the, telling us we can't go in that bay. The state, the state owns the land, but if the state owns it, that's the people of Texas, in which case it should be accessible to anyone yes. who is a Texas citizen. Yes, or you've got tourism. You know, Texas thrives on tourism. You're going to sit there and is Tracy Woody going to tell? I mean, you, you think about this. How bad is this going to hurt Galveston? And on its tourism. I've had people say, well, I don't know if I want to go over there. How do I know I'm going to be a trespasser or not? <laughs> and what's going to happen to me? They've even said that they, we had the Chambers County Sheriff's Department call over here in 2014, asking Parks and Wildlife. They said, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to start stopping these oyster boats. And they're like, no, 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 you guys don't do that. Because if you do that, you're the ones going to get arrested. When this lease first got taken out... They sent me a letter telling me I was trespassing on my own oyster bed. Well, I guess we're lucky they sent you a letter. We're lucky they didn't just show up a shotgun and say, y'all get the hell out of here. Uh, because that's where it's headed uh, yes. if something doesn't get improved here. Once again, STORM stands for, and and this, this should show you to the bone, Sustainable Oysters Resource Management and it's an LLC. It's a private company. It's a business. And and what they mean by making sustainable oyster research management is we're going to charge so stinking much money for people to harvest these oysters that nobody's going to be able to do it in particular, so uh, the oysters aren't going to get harvested, and we're going to make a mint. And this is just wrong. This is, this goes, this is not even – if you're a Texan, there's a certain mindset of Texans and this goes against that mindset uh, of truth, justice, and the Texas way, Lisa Halili. I mean, it, it, it just, that would be like um, the, the Galveston Beach. That would be like somebody coming in, and the guy who, who uh, the guy owns all the landries that put that flagship hotel, put the carnival out there, mm-hmm. and he decides he's going to lease up the whole entire strand. You're going to tell the public they can't go walk on the beach? Huh. What's the difference? Well, I don't see any difference. I think you, I think you've laid it out pretty clearly for us. Uh, thank God for Wayne Dolcefino for uh, getting involved and bringing some publicity to this. But you guys spent nearly a million dollars in legal fees. How much is it costing uh, Tracy Woody? Well, it's not his money, so why should he worry about it? It seems like Chambers County gets a grant for everything. Heck, they got um, oh my God, thirteen point eight million. That they were damaged by the BP oil spill. That money went into Chambers County. Wayne Del Tofino has repeatedly asked, where's the $5 million that's supposed to go out there for oyster reefs? They just keep telling him, oh, it's in general funds. Everything's in general funds. But you want to know there's a little history about Chambers. Guess who the county auditor, assistant auditor is for Chambers County? I can't even imagine. Lay it on me. Tracy Woody's daughter-in-law. His son's wife is assistant county auditor, and she paid ninety thousand a year. And her experience was working at Jerry Seafood as a secretary. Judge Sylvia graciously gave her a ninety thousand dollar a year job. It was in the paper. Look it up in the Vindicator. Beth Woody, 
This is starting to sound like Kerr County now. Yep. Just start oh, looking at how many people related to Tracy Woody or related to his deceased father-in-law that work in Chambers County. This is how it is, guys. You establish your family as the feudal lord of your county, and you take over everything. And judge, and you got to understand, Tracy Woody's a paid elected official. He's a judge. He gets $45,000 a year to do what? To sit there and figure out how to steal Galveston Bay. Gosh, we all paid him. All these taxpayers are paying him for what? To be a JP of Smith Point, Texas. Well, right now, guys, I'm sharing this on Facebook. I want you to... Uh, I, I want you to sign this petition. And every now and then, it's rare, but every now and then I go to change.org and I sign a petition. Mostly the stuff they have there is, is so liberal and communist I can't get involved with it. But every now and then they have a good petition. And I'm just sharing that with you right now. I need all of my listeners, if, if you've heard this story and you care about a family-run business, and by the way, if you read the history of the Halilis and how hard they have worked, to get to where they are, only to have it all stolen now, uh, it would break your heart. And it, this is not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, for crying out loud, uh, Lisa, you worked as a deckhand coming up. Yes, and we've, and we've worked. We worked for Emery's. We worked for Henry's. We worked for Clifford Hellman. We worked for, uh, we unloaded oysters for Joe Nelson, Ben's uh, deceased brother. We bought um, oyster grounds from Ben's brother, Joe. We bought oyster grounds from WF Childress. I mean, there was grounds out there for sale. Tracy Woody doesn't want to buy anything. We paid $72,000 an acre. He wants to steal it. Why should he, why should he have to pay for it when he can get it for free? Because everybody, everything's a good old boy over there. I mean, it's just, it just, I can't wrap my head around the simple fact that this navigation district allowed him to go into executive session and broker the deal. Something's got to be done. I need you guys to sign the petition. And uh, I guess right now it's in the judge's hands. Uh, yes. for, for those of you that are praying, folks, uh, I would encourage you to pray because prayer does change things. Uh, the Bible says the prayer of, of a righteous man, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're praying, man, and you pray for this, I think that we can see the uh, the Halili family uh, prevail here, and that's going to be good for everybody. I mean, you've got a lot of people that are working with you on this. There are a lot of oyster harvesters that are afraid they're going to lose their livelihood if uh, if you guys are unsuccessful. Is that uh, correct, Lisa? And yes, and it's not just the oyster harvesters. What, what a lot of people don't understand, you, how many of you guys like to sell a boat? He already set up the legislative, well, you know, he wasn't going to go and bother shrimpers or, or sailboats unless they were damaging this reef. Well, everybody knows the kill of a boat on a sailboat every now and then is going to bump the bottom of a reef. And his lawyer said we'd have to assess some of the damages as to what the shrimp doors are doing to the reef. I mean... So now you're going to tell sailboats that uh, depending on how deep your kill is, you're not going to be able to sell them this 23,000 acres? Are you going to tell shrimpers they can't go out there and shrimp because their doors might touch the bottom of this 23,000 acres? It says in the storm leaves you can't anchor without his permission. How are you going to go fish if you can't drop an anchor? If your boat's drifting and all the fish are biting in one spot, how are you going to stay on the spot? 
Well, you're you're uh, laying it out there pretty well. I mean, th- this could end up being a really horrible thing. I, I, I believe me. I know this is going to be the worst thing. This will be the theft of a century. If he if he is able to validate this lease, then you know I feel very very sorry for the state of Texas because this sets the wrong president not only for the state of Texas. But who's going to be next? Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. Everybody's going to be scratching their head saying, huh, can I go out there and buy my bay? Can I just kick out all the citizens? Uh, what about in Chesapeake? What, I mean, huh. it's, it's never going to end. Well, yeah, that, that's it. And then what you end up with is you end up with the entire coast of America in the hands of about 10 people. Exactly. This is, this is wrong. It's got to be stopped now. It's anti-Texan. It's anti-American. And I'm asking all of you to invest yourself either in prayer or, uh, uh, well, I mean, right now it's in the judge's hands, so I guess yes. there's not much you can, else you can do with that. But certainly signing that petition that I just posted there would be a big help. And, and, and I'll tell you that when this first started, when I first got that phone call from Michaud, and Michaud was frantic, he was, he was, I'm like, calm down, this can't be real, Michaud. It just, and the first thing I thought about, I said, you know, I'm not going to call state Texas official. I'm going to go straight to D.C. I called Congressman Randy Weber, and I said, Congressman Weber, I said, let me ask you something. Does the federal government fund navigation districts to put people out of business? He said, well, certainly no. And I said, well, let me explain to you what's happened. And he said, you get all this up to, to my office as soon as possible. This is on the Around the 4th of July weekend, when I first found this out, and Congressman Weber wrote a letter, and the letter's dated, I believe, July 11th, and he asked the state of Texas to look into this, but clearly the, the, the federal government doesn't fund any business to put people out of business, and basically that's what would be happening here, because let's go back and look at all the things at Chambers County, all the grants, they've got a barge canal that never, remember that was the living on the living thing, the barge canal that's supposed to go to Dallas that never happened? Mm-hmm. What do they do? You go to Double Bayou. Those people are suffering. They're going out of business. They haven't dredged Double Bayou. Those people can't even get their tugboats in and out of there. It's sad. I heard, I've never been to navigation meetings before. This storm, everything happened. But you start listening to the people that actually depend on a navigation district to do their job. They're so busy trying to steal a public resource, they're not helping the people they should be helping. Well, I I completely agree with you, and I I hope that something changes on this, guys. uh, I'm sitting here counting uh, counting it in real time. I need more of you to log in and sign that uh, petition. Uh, if you're listening to this, I need you to go there and sign that petition right now. I've posted it on my Facebook page, and uh, I, ne- I need you to log in and sign it. I'm sitting here looking at it, and uh, we we should be we should see a hundred people uh, that sign that thing in the next five minutes. That's what we should be saying. So I'm I'm counting on all you guys to do that. Uh, let's let's do our part, uh, Lisa. You've been fighting this battle, and uh, and I I can tell you here, Raging Elephants Radio and American Voice Radio and and the Amazing Doc Green Show. Uh, we support you, and I'm I'm grateful to uh, Crystal Lee Larimore also, uh, by the way, for bringing this to my attention because I, quite frankly, this is all going on and I didn't even know it. Crystal has, you know, she's one of the angels that God's put in my life because 
when this first happened, and I, I looked up and I said, God, just give me the strength. I said, put the right people in my life for the right reasons. And God has sent me Wayne Dostrofino. He sent me Crystal. He sent me so many angels. There's elected officials. I'm telling you, when we were fighting, Storm tried to pass a law. It's a legislative. I'm telling you, just about every lawmaker in Texas stood on the side of right. When they finally understood what was happening here, except for, you know, Dasha Tell, who filed the storm bill. But then in the end, he said that, you know what? He said, hey, he shouldn't have done it. He wished he would have never done it. But I'm I'm telling you, this was was bad. This was horrible. This was going to destroy people's lives. And, And it took us five months to make everyone at the lawmakers understand but we had to tell our story and explain that this is how people make a living. This is a public resource. That, that the gift from God that the state as trustees, that's why you have Parks and Wildlife. They're nonprofit. They're all marine biologists. Who else is better to sit there and be good stewards of the bay? You want to give it to an oyster farmer, Tracy Woody? He says he's so about the environment. This is a man that when... Floodwaters came last year. My oysters were dying. I was trying to rescue them. He let his die to keep me from rescuing mine. What? Yeah. He ran. Yeah. I mean, you go back. Call Wayne Dostofino. We were out there. The news media was out there. He chased the news media all the way up into the dock and got in my son got an argument. He said, you, don't, you can't supersede the authority of the government. You're not higher than, than the government. You, you can't do this. The problem with Tracy is that he thinks he's above the law. Wow. So that's the problem that we got. He's got in his mind that he's right and he's going to win this thing. He says he's just going to take it to the Supreme Court, and he, he's already said he's going to win this at the Supreme Court level. And I can't see that happening either. Well, one of my uh, listeners, Jonathan Goff, said that uh, there's something called littorial rights or yeah, Latoria writes on public water, something like that. And he said uh, he thinks that plays into it. But still, you can enable the public. Latoria writes an example. Let's say you have a beach home. You paid $10 million for that beach home. Guess what? You own the home. You own the land it sits on. But the water and the beach that runs in front of that home, that belongs to the public. You can't stop the people from walking up and down the beach. Well, no, of course not. Uh, in fact, this came up with uh, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> yeah, Barbara Streisand uh, got involved in that. You know, she said, uh, "Hey, I'm tired of people walking on my beach. That's my beach." It doesn't work that way. It's God gave it to the people. It, it belongs to everybody. You cannot privatize a public resource. It belongs to the public. That's why. Hello, it's a public resource. Well, that's the way it should be. Lisa Halili, I want to thank you for taking the time to come in and be a part of the show today. And uh, uh, this is going to rebroadcast tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on Raging Elephants Radio. If you don't have that free app, spread the word to your friends. Because we want as many people to hear this and be aware of it as possible. Uh, we, We want to try to help you because we believe in liberty. We believe in the rights of the Texas taxpayers. And that's what we fight for here on the Amazing Doc Green Show. Well, thank you very, very much, and thank you to everyone who's listening. And and I just all I can say is please pray because prayers work. There thank you got you. it, guys. Prayer does work. Prayer does change things. 
And I want to thank you for being a part of it. Thank you again, Lisa Halili. And uh, stay in touch and let me know what's happening on this, okay? All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Going to be right back after this, guys.
Green Show. God bless you guys. God bless Texas. First of all, Texans bless God. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival, and I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, September 27th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Hey, did you watch the debate? Did they have a debate? The big talk, all the talk. Who won, who didn't win? Oh, that's the big debate. The the debate they had yesterday is the small debate. It was over 90 minutes. The debate on who won and who lost, that'll probably go on for weeks. (laughs) Probably. The the pre-debate, that's what Hillary and Trump had yesterday. And now we have the real debate, who won, who lost. I actually thought that Hillary won. And most people disagree with me. Um, I thought that the polls had come out. I I was speculating that Hillary would get a five-point jump in the polls after the debate because she seemed more presidential to me. I don't like Hillary. I'm not a fan. But Trump seemed, he just impressed me as being a little bit anxious, unsure of himself, whatever. That's the way it, and, and he did not. You know, this is always a subjective thing, who won, who lost. Um, you know, you, everybody's got an opinion. Uh, but I, I really thought Hillary won this, but she was cool and competent. She didn't look like a woman who was afraid that she was going to pass out at any moment or have a seizure or whatever. She was very Fall confident. Down on, yeah. She was yeah. very confident. Yeah, I understand that. And, and she just had that air about yeah. her. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. And Trump, Trump just didn't look commanding to me. No, right. that's I, the way that's the way it registered with me. But apparently, I'm in the minority on that opinion. Well, I think it depends on what poll you're looking at. I know I mean, that. If, if you if you go to a, a pro-Trump site, you're naturally you're going to get everybody who says he won. If you go to a pro-Hillary, I, you know, I don't think there's any independent sites out there where you would get a a really true view of the situation. But I did think she had. And you're right. She didn't look sick. She looked, in fact, that's the way you would expect her to look every day while running for the president, and not her haggard, you know, miskept hair and, and so forth uh, that we've seen on so many of her, you know, campaign, you know, trials that she's been going on and so forth. So um, she did. And I agree with you. Trump just I think Trump was so afraid to attract her, attack her. I think that might be part of it. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, the way it registered to my mind, what I thought of was this. I thought that Trump was trying to act presidential. All right. He was not trying to be himself. He was trying to put on an act. And if when you're acting in, in a role you're unfamiliar with, it just it's it makes you hesitant. It makes you, oh, my gosh, am I pulling this off or not? Trump. Got to the he won the nomination nomination being bold and uh, uh, I don't know bragging and uh, some to, some regards a little obnoxious but he just let it all hang out and people liked it liked him for it he was trying to tell the truth <laughs> and now he's playing defense and he's trying to make sure he doesn't say something stupid I mean I I certainly believe and it slows him down and it makes him insecure I think but I, that's just speculation. I, I I truly believe it was certainly unfair. They, they they hammered him. She got away with, you know, 
you know, barely any questions. That's another reason she maybe didn't stumble. She wasn't uh, questioned in the same manner that he was. So if you're looking, if you look to the questioning and, and how he was basically attacked, he did hold up fairly well. Oh, he uh, held up all right. If she was attacked in the same manner, no, she couldn't. I don't think she would have held her own. What I don't understand is, and I'm, there's, what, two other debates, so perhaps uh, that'll come up at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he had ample opportunities to bring up Benghazi. Yeah, he had ample opportunities to discuss the emails. He had ample opportunities to talk about the Clinton Foundation. And it, they just... Well, um, yeah, it's one of those things where he is apparently... To- He's criticizing her for running negative campaign ads, and it may, may puts him in a position where it's a little bit hard for him to to uh, start digging up the dirt on Hillary uh, on on these debates when he's criticizing her for running negative campaign ads. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. I we can speculate all day on what happened, but it just seemed to me that Trump was not hundred percent Trump. Right. He was. He seemed a little bit intimidated, a little bit anxious. I thought Hillary won, but apparently I'm in a minority on that. Most I, of the, and I'm glad I, I am. I'm glad I am. I made I'm a mistake, gonna, but I'm not going to say either one won. I don't think one was I actually thought it was better close. than. I don't think anyone was actually better, quote unquote, than the other. It's just you know because you have to look at the the amount of questions and and how he was grilled compared to her. I mean, she had all simple, easy questions, and Trump didn't challenge her at all. Lester Holt challenged him to keep her from challenging him, but Trump did not challenge her at all. So that's... Well, he's learning from it. I mean, what's happened here is apparently Trump got out of this thing, and most people's mind is winning. And I watched the reaction analysis after after the debate was over with Katie Couric and four or five people. And they generally agreed. Katie Couric was obviously a Hillary fan, but uh, the rest of them pretty much agreed that Trump won it, although barely. That was their opinion. Well, it's not the way I saw it, but, you know, they have what, what counts are the polls. Um, most of the people say Trump won, then Trump won. Uh, but it's not everybody says Trump won. You know, some people say... Uh, Some people say didn't win. I don't think either one truly won anything. And they just, uh, was pretty much the, I think Trump will come back stronger in the second debate. I don't think Hillary can do a better job than she did. I mean, what could, what, how could she give a better performance than what she gave last night? She didn't stumble. She didn't fumble that I saw. She, she, you know, just clicked off facts, and she's, she knew her business seemingly. Some people allege she had an earpiece in or somebody was feeding her information. But even that, you know, that's another one of these conspiracy theories. I don't doubt she's done it. There's been video, there's been photographic evidence that indicates she was wearing an earpiece under other circumstances in the last, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks, whatever. I don't recall clearly. Did she do it last night? I don't know. Apparently, when we have these debates in the future, they're going to have to do a full body cavity search on everybody to make sure they're not trying to sneak in any electronic signaling devices to, uh, 
to give him an edge. Um, Obama used teleprompters. He couldn't seem to speak, at least when he first got into office, without teleprompters. And now we can wonder, here's Hillary perhaps using these earpieces, which means who is pulling the puppet's strings? Got to give her credit if she used these for being very competent. People give you a clue. Here's what to say. You know, that's hard. Just somebody whispers that in your ear. It's hard to get the full message and respond. Even if that was going on, I give her credit. I don't think it was going on. I I don't think it was going on. I'm not saying it can't happen, but uh, I'd have to see proof. I've just seen rumors. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I thought she did as good a job as she, she did a better job than I would have expected, than I did expect. I don't think she could do a better job than what she did last night. I think Trump can improve. And we'll see if he does or not for the next for the next go around. But Hillary, you saw this, and I don't know what they gave her. All the medical problems she's got. I figured she'd do exactly what she did. Well, but you know, yeah, we talk about her medical problems. The only one that we can confirm is that she actually had pneumonia. I mean, all these other ones are just speculation. Well, Uh, you know, there's there's besides pneumonia. Well, you they had had diagnosed that Friday before she had her accident. Uh, but she's been having a problem for, you know, there's evidence of a problem that goes back a year or more. Well, I mean, from her fall and so forth, but still, there's there's no proof. My, you know, we, you know, you know, until you can prove it to me, <laughs> you know, it's just all speculation. And uh, it's kind of like saying, you know, the world is, you know, coming to an end tomorrow. Well, you know what? Maybe possible, maybe not probable, but um, so long you know, until I keep, got some, just so long as they keep it going. <laughs> to the end of this program, Melody. <laughs> hey, let's get to the the gold and silver markets today. We had gold, little pressure on gold today. Ten bucks, ten bucks on gold at uh, thirteen twenty eight. Silver's down thirty one cents at nineteen twenty one. Platinum was down sixteen at a thousand twenty eight, and palladium was up six at seven hundred and three. You had the, come on, let's go here. You had the USDX today, stronger, of course, course of 0.14 at 95.44. Crude oil took back what it gained yesterday, down one, 1.38 at 44.55. Someone's making a lot of money on crude oil. And paper markets today. Oh, let me bring those little goodies up. The Dow was up 133 points today at 18,228. The Nasdaq was up 48 at 5,305. The S&P was up 13 at 2,159. 10-year yield, 1.56. And European markets basically unchanged. A little pressure, and um, Asian markets up slightly. So I don't know. They talked about uh, consumer confidence. I'll have to bring those numbers up here after the break. Uh, was a turnaround after the debate, and because of the, the you know the you know those who like Hillary and so forth. But you really didn't see it in the fear and greed index. You really didn't see any uh, of that confidence flowing into that. Uh, uh, that particular index, uh, because that's still hovering down into the fear level of 44. 
uh, for the number. So well, eh, there isn't anything. There are no dots being connected because you know we live in a we live in a makeup world. <laughs> Hey, let's just make something up, and if the people believe it, um, you know, hey, good for us, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can adjust accordingly. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, that's what it's all about: commissions, 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 uh, with Wall Street. And um, the more they churn you, uh, the more money they make. So, um, we live in a butter uh, marketplace, Melody. We do. You got to churn. You got to churn. Churn. In order to make churn butter. those accounts. Churn Let me those. Just keep on. Um, but uh, we got something here on a forty-six trillion Lehman Brothers moment. Is that just around the corner, Al? I well, can't say for sure, but Phoenix Capital Research says one of the largest derivative books uh, in the world is imploding. Deutsche Bank is the eleventh largest uh, bank in the world. It has over. $61 trillion in derivatives on its books, and it's lost nearly a quarter of its value in just the last three weeks. All right? Yep. So people are wondering, the headline, of course, is a $46 trillion Lehman Brothers moment just around the corner. And they have a couple of graphs here to show the Deutsche Bank uh, has lost X number of dollars. It's fallen in just the last couple of weeks from about 155 uh, Dollars on the price of the stock down to 11.84. Um, got another one that says it's Deutsche Bank is not alone. Across the board, we're getting signs of an impending banking crisis in Europe. Credit Suisse, Credit Suisse. Those of you uh, who insist on doing the French Credit Suisse uh, is trading below its 2012 banking crisis lows. I don't know. Is that significant? It's, it's, it's below where it was four years ago. Yeah, it's significant, but is it lethal? So is Barclays. Um, the European Union uh, banking system is $46 trillion in size. This is three times larger than the U.S. banking system, which nearly imploded the markets in 2008. The European Union as a whole is leveraged, meaning in debt 26 to 1. Lehman Brothers was leveraged only slightly higher than this at 30 to 1. And the implication is Europe seems to be sitting in a situation that is very similar to that of Lehman Brothers in 2008. And uh, does it mean we're going to see a similar event, especially coming out of Deutsche Bank? And I think the answer is we certainly could. Because however much trouble Lehman was in, Lehman was not buried in, what did they say, $61 trillion? $61 trillion in derivatives. Lehman didn't have that problem. They had problems, but they didn't have that. And if Deutsche Bank goes south, then, you know, Katie barred the door. Um, if It would, in theory, it could take down the European Union's economy, but it would be it'd be hard to imagine how Deutsche Bank could fail without having a spillover domino effect that ultimately got back here into the United States. And when I say ultimately, I don't mean a year or two later. I mean, if Deutsche Bank went down tomorrow, I would expect to see significant problems in the 
American banking system and the American economy, uh, I'd see, I would expect to see them certainly within a month, maybe a matter of just a week or two. So it's another one of those stories, a leaf in the breeze, and we're telling you, look, this, you know, bad news is close. Right? Doesn't mean that we're going to get it necessarily. Doesn't mean that the worst case scenario is going to take place. But again, we see evidence that it could. And this is one of the reasons why you sit back and say, okay, what can I do to protect myself? Because all of us are probably vulnerable to Deutsche Bank's collapse. Not just the people in Europe, not just the people in Germany. The whole global financial system is probably vulnerable to Deutsche Bank's collapse. Once that domino falls, there's no telling what's happening next. And therefore, it's incumbent on all of us to do whatever we think is best to protect ourselves. One way of protecting yourself might be gold and silver coins. We'll talk more about that when we return. Uh, take a couple commercials, and Melody and I will be right back on Financial Survival. Please stay tuned. count high, half of all men over 50 have an enlarged prostate. You can shrink your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Herbs to ask about the prostate kit for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate gland. Call Apothecary Herbs for the prostate kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the prostate kit and empower yourself. Toll-free 866-229-3663 or international callers 704-875-8010. That's toll-free 866-229-3663 or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
folks, I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, I just wanted to do a little follow-up comment on Deutsche Bank. You know, yesterday we talked about how Germany will no longer perhaps support, uh, no longer funnel money to keep Deutsche Bank going. And it kind of brought to my mind when you were talking about the the amount of derivatives on its books, the $61 trillion, are they teaching, although you would think it would have too much as severe consequences in order just to teach a lesson, but it brought to mind the story of long-term capital management. And when you look at the players, I mean, you know, when you looked at the, the players of the LTCM, you had Bear Stearns in there, you had Lehman Brothers in there, and there was a lot of scuttlebutt at that time. Those two went down that it was because of their ties to the LTCM that it was pretty much a lesson um, to those folks. And if we remember Deutsche Bank, and we talked about this before, their connection to the, the rigging of the gold and silver market, uh, in London, well, when the London fix was in, 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 in pact, in, in, intact, and so is did they do things that they weren't that they were not supposed to do, and they are going now. They, they are, did things they were not supposed to do. Now they they're bankers. Now they're reaping. Government people. Would you let me finish? Now they're reaping. Um, uh, now you're seeing Germany and everybody walk away from Deutsche Bank, and they will let them fall like they did Bear Stearns and J.P. Morgan uh, with their attachment to the long-term capital management. Well, I mean, hell, the LTCM, had all, they lost $4.4 billion of its $4.7 billion in capital. You know, and it's not that much different from Deutsche Bank. And if you have to ask yourself, why are they going to let Deutsche Bank fail when you have $61 trillion in derivatives? So... No. Yeah, but the idea may be that Deutsche Bank is simply so deep in the hole that there is no one left to save it. That's just a question of walking away. I said, well, we could save them, but we're not going to because they're a bunch of crooks. Well, that thing may not be. It may be we don't have enough resources to save these people. I don't know what to do about it, but we don't have enough resources to save them. So we're just going to stand but, off on the sidelines. But also LTCM, the same thing. They were in desperate need of a bailout, and they were at the mercy of the same people, the same banks that it manipulated and snubbed at the same time. So again, it's you know, hey, it's, it's sort of perhaps the same type of a story and why they're going to let a bank that has $61 trillion in derivatives um, collapse. So, anyway. Again, who's got $61 trillion to stop the collapse? That's the problem. Well, they like, don't need here comes 61. the avalanche. Well, I can sit here and here. Let's brace. Here comes an avalanche. Well, they don't need let's to brace 61. and maybe we can stop the rocks from falling. I don't think so. I think these rocks are going to fall no matter what we do. Well, those are the trillions of dollars that are, um, you know, the sixty-one trillion derivatives. They don't need that. They just need billions of dollars, billions to keep them going. So, yeah, I think there's, well, yeah, I think governments still have billions of dollars to keep these companies going at this point. Maybe, maybe, but you see this business with the value of their stocks 
plunging. Again, they lost a quarter of their stock value in the last three weeks. It's pretty nasty. That's not not news. They've been going down for a long time. Um, It really looks like they're a dead bank walking to me. And how they've even survived this long is an interesting question. They managed to pull it off for this long. And, but how much longer can it be sustained? It's all over my pay grade, Melody. But, you know, at LTCM, LTCM almost caused a global financial meltdown. Mm-hmm. So I think here, too, you're, it's similar. Yeah, I agree. It's very similar. And I think that's why Germany, I think they're, you know, they wronged the wrong people. So, could be. Anyway. Could be. Uh, there's an article on U.S. bond markets. Biggest buyers are selling like never before. This is from Newsmax. It says they've been one of the most reliable sources of demand for U.S. government debt. That is to say, U.S. Treasuries, bonds. But these days, foreign central banks have become yet another worry for investors in the world's most important bond market. And that would be the U.S. bond Holders like the central banks of China and Japan have called their stakes in U.S. Treasuries for three consecutive quarters, the most sustained pullback on record. The decline has accelerated in the past three months. With the U.S. facing deficits that are poised to swell the public debt burden by $10 trillion over the next decade, foreign central bank demand will be crucial to keeping the lid on borrowing costs. All right, now... U.S. facing deficits that are posed to swell the public debt burden by $10 trillion over the next decade? I don't think so. I think they're poised to swell the debt burden by $10 trillion a lot quicker than 10 years. I think we may be looking at something like five years, seven years, something like that. Decade is overly generous. <clears throat> Obama rang up <clears throat> $9 trillion or thereabouts. In, in in seven, eight years of his presidency. Um, I think we'll do better than that in terms of going deeper into debt, assuming we can go deeper into debt. I don't think we really can. I think we're coming to the end of the government's ability to borrow money, and that's why this article is interesting, because they are saying that foreign central banks are no longer interested in buying U.S. Uh, bonds. The selling pressure from central banks is something you have to bear in mind, said uh, Levis, oh, individual I talked about earlier in this, in this article, whose firm oversees $374 billion. This, as well as the Fed, all means we are nearer to the end of the low-yield environment, meaning interest rates are going up. Right? And if interest rates are going up, that means the U.S. government, which is the biggest debtor in the world, is nearer to a moment when it will have to admit that it can't pay the principal or perhaps even the interest on the national debt. And if we reach that moment, that means we are closer to a point of economic collapse. Overseas creditors have played a key role in financing Americans' debts. Since 2008, foreigners have more than doubled their investments in treasuries and now own about $6.25 trillion worth of U.S. debt. Central banks have led the way. China... The biggest uh, foreign holder of treasuries 
funneled hundreds of billions of dollars back into the U.S. as its export-based economy boomed. Now that's all starting to change. The amount of U.S. government debt held in custody by the Federal Reserve has decreased by $78 billion this quarter, following a decline of almost $100 billion in the first six months of the year. The drop is the biggest on a year-to-date basis since at least 2002 and quadruple the amount of any full year on record. Uh, uh, Big holders of treasuries are selling for a variety of reasons. They're all tied to the country's economic woes. Uh, Treasuries aren't providing a a margin of safety. Uh, Yields have risen 1.6%. It still leaves many overseas investors vulnerable. For yen and euro-based buyers, yields are effectively negative, meaning that even though the yields have risen on bonds have risen to 1.6%, the interest or the inflation rates are enough to keep, they're making nothing off these bonds. Right? So not, the treasuries aren't providing any margin of safety. There's little doubt, and the article says there's little doubt that America's borrowing needs will only grow with time. Well, that's probably true, but there is, some, there is considerable doubt whether the borrowing needs will be satisfied. We're already so deep in debt. How, at what point do people finally say, look, this is stupid. We can't lend more money to these people. They're already technically bankrupt. They're at least insolvent. They can't pay the principal, maybe can't pay the, pay the interest. You know, this, this, this is a serious problem because the, central, the Federal Reserve has, and other central banks have insisted that they've done everything they can with monetary policy to stimulate the economy, the, U- the U.S. and global economies, and they haven't had much success. And the central banks are pretty much in agreement that right now it's up to the government. They're going to have to use fiscal policy, which is the province of government, to stimulate the economy. And fiscal policy includes adjusting taxes and adjusting spending. Now, the government can't increase taxes. If they're trying to stimulate the economy, they can't increase taxes. Because if they do, it's going to slow the economy. So where are they going to get the money to spend, increase government spending, in order to stimulate the economy? If they can't raise taxes, the answer has to, the first answer is that they're going to have to take that money, they're going to have to borrow it. Right? And they don't want to borrow it from U.S. sources if they don't have to. And they probably can't anyway, but the U.S. sources, if the government borrows money from the guy down the street, that guy would have invested his money in something that would keep your local economy going. If the government borrows money from domestic lenders, it's taking away currency that would otherwise have gone to you and me and the rest of the American people that would help to stimulate the economy. The only way it makes good sense to borrow uh, to stimulate the economy, to do more government spending, you've got to get your money from overseas. How are you going to do that with a low interest rate? As long as the Federal Reserve is holding interest rates low, why do people want to buy U.S. Treasuries? They can argue there's some security in it, there's some safety in it that you don't find in other bonds and so on. <clears throat> but the truth of the matter is, you look at the size of the national debt, and it is 
at least doubtful that it's ever going to be paid in full. And it's probably impossible that it'll be paid in full. So where is your security in taking and paying and lending money in return for bonds that will quite probably be defaulted on to some significant degree? There's no security there. And if the interest rate is next to nothing, why do you want? So the implication of the story is the government is not going to be able to raise taxes to engage in, in increased spending. And it probably won't be able to increase spending based on funds borrowed from foreign countries, foreign banks. They may get some. I don't doubt they'll borrow some, but I don't think they can borrow enough. Which leaves what? Melody, we've got a third option. It's not raising taxes. It's not borrowing from foreign countries. So what is it, Melody? What's the third one? Gee, Al, let me guess. You tell me. Uh-huh. You're not guessing, Melody. The answer is hyperinflation. All right? The only thing they can do now, and it may be that even the central, the Federal Reserve has told them, look, we've done everything we can. It's up to you. Government, you got to do this with fiscal policy if you want more stimulus. Now, I don't know that the Federal Reserve is going to stick to its guns on that argument, but let's assume that they can stick to their guns. They're telling you, look, look we, can't, bro, we can't lend you any money. And that's how they get Federal Reserve notes. They say, listen, we'll give you a genuine bond here. It's got a signature from the, Treasury, the Secretary of the Treasury, and it says it's worth a billion dollars. Ooh. If we're going to give it to you, and you're going to give us some worthless pieces of paper in return, a billion dollars worth of worthless Federal Reserve notes. Well, the Fed doesn't want that deal anymore. They may still do it, but they don't want it. It's bad for the Fed. It's putting them in a position where they may be technically insolvent before this is all over. All right. They don't want to lend more money to the government or more more currency to the government in return for a government bond, which they have to know it'll never be paid. So they don't want the deal. So it leaves me if and if the way the government acquires Federal Reserve notes that can be spent into the economy is by giving a bond to the Fed. The Fed doesn't want any more bonds. It makes me wonder where's the how is the Fed going to how is the government, excuse me, going to cause hyperinflation? And it seems to me that maybe as far out as this notion is, I won't tell you it's God's truth, but maybe the government is going to be forced to reissue U.S. Treasury notes, greenbacks of the sort that Abraham Lincoln issued back during the Civil War, where the government just printed them, didn't go into any debt, didn't do any deeper in debt. They just printed them and said, this is legal tender. Go out there and spend it someplace. So we're coming to a point, whatever the solution is going to be, we're coming to a point where if the central banks and monetary policy can't end this national and global recession and or depression, and if the only solution is government spending, where's the government going to get the money? Can't raise taxes without slowing the economy. Can't borrow to the extent it has in the past, in my opinion, because it's a bad deal. Looks to me like the only option is hyperinflation. And with that, they can wipe out much of the debt and maybe hold this thing together, but I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, it didn't work for Zimbabwe. 
didn't work. Whereas hyperinflation never worked. It's been tried by desperate countries in, at different times, but where has it ever succeeded? It just buys a little time before we get to the ultimate collapse. Zimbabwe, hyperinflation didn't work. Didn't work in the Weimar, Weimar Republic. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many other. I can't think of any other places where they've particularly tried hyperinflation. I'm sure they have, but I can none come to mind at the moment. But this is the last desperate act. Can't raise taxes. Can't borrow money. Hyperinflation. Got to print their own. It's like me flooding a bunch of checks that are on non-sufficient funds. I can orders. I can stimulate the economy. I could tell the judge when it finally hits the fan, and they say, "What the heck were you doing writing all those?" non-sufficient fund checks. You bought a car, you didn't have money to cover the check. You bought a house, didn't have money to cover the check. You bought, uh, you know, a new bass boat, whatever, couldn't cover the check. What were you doing? I could just explain to well, I was stimulating the economy. I was trying to help President Obama. See? That's what they're doing right now, is just writing blank checks. They don't have the money to deal with the problem. Yes, Melody? Right. Say what? We're, we're over the break time. Oh, sorry about that. No, you're not. I'm going to give myself... <laughs> oh, I'm going to slap my wrist. I am going, I promise. I want to... I'm going to slap my wrist during the break, Melody. You listen okay. closely. You'll I hear will. me. All right, I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedars. So I'm going to be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed. Chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar 
Lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. I'm Alfred Adisk. This is Financial Survival. I'm here with Melody Cedarstrom. I got something here. Uh, Before you go, Al, I just wanted to make a comment. I got a uh, email in response to our initial when we opened the program. We were talking about the uh, election or the debate, and uh, he says I'm Team Trump. Most of the zingers Hillary tossed his way, Trump should have seen coming. He doesn't think Trump did his homework. He figured he could. Wing it, and might be, yeah. might be. I think he. But when I what I saw is, I think he began to realize after he got into the program that he wasn't winging it very well, and I think that made him a little bit nervous. I won't say it was obvious, but that's just the way it impressed me. I thought he looked like well, he was. You know, anxious. I think everybody expected her to be weak, to be you mm-hmm. know, falling over, half dead, that or maybe wasn't. passed out, and which, uh, which reminds what me, what he was expecting. I want to find out. Whatever they're giving Hillary, find out what that is, Melody, and order a case for me. You understand? I mean, whatever, boy, they held her up. I don't know. She may not be able to move for the next two days, but for the 90 minutes there, she did. You know, again, I thought she did as good as she could. She, I couldn't have expected her to do better than she did. Yeah. So, got an, I got an article here, a little comment on silver. So far in 2016, silver has outperformed almost every other potential investment. You name it, silver beat it. I'm talking about physical investments. I have a data chart, which you folks can't see, of course, which compares silver's performance to an array of other tradable assets, commodities, currencies, and financial instruments. Based on the chart, silver soared far uh, uh, so far in 2016. Um, according to the chart, and it lists everything from coffee down at the bottom. Coffee is up 7%. Standard Poor's is up 7%. U.S. dollar, uh, New York Harbor, I'm not even sure what that is, up 7%. Crude oil rent up 7.5%. And they go on up through the list, and we start to get to gold. Gold is up 24.57%, according to this chart, so far in the year. All right? Orange juice actually did a little bit better, 24.67%. Lumber did better yet, 26.04%. Soybean meal, up 26.44%. Brazilian real, 29.01%. Sugar, all right, up 33.45%. Price of silver is up, uh, or sugar is up 33.45%, but silver is up 41.65% 41.65% so far this year. And when you compare that to gold, it's been a great year for silver. Gold is up 20, roughly 20, just a little bit less than 25%. Silver is up almost 42%. So high silver, 
All right. Uh, silver has been a spectacular investment so far this year. And I don't doubt there's some stocks that you could find that have been better. You'd have to, but in terms of a generic investment, silver is probably the best that's out there right now. So, what do you think about that, Melody? Hmm? Melody. It has moved very nicely. Uh-huh. It has moved very nicely. And uh, even though we're a little under $19, it's really been uh, strong here at this level and above the $20 level. So I've got some great prices on uh, two different products. Uh, for those of you who just want generic silver rounds, I have those in stock. They're the Buffalo uh, that has the, the Buffalo design on it. The beautiful coins, absolutely beautiful coins, uh, newly minted. And you can buy 20 of them for $424, and that includes your shipping costs. So if you buy more than 20, of course, that price would come down a little bit because uh, we can combine your shipping costs and lower your, your premium on that. If you want Silver Eagles, uh, American Silver Eagles, they're one ounce uh, for $33 more. You can get a tube of 20 American Silver Eagles. These are 2016s, and again, they're just as beautiful. Uh, dollar face value for $457. That also includes your shipping cost. So if you buy two or 100 or 300, we can help you with the price on those. So make sure you just uh, give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Beautiful buffalo, one ounce, silver rounds, 20 to a tube, $424, includes your shipping costs. And if you'd like to upgrade to an American Silver Eagle, that cost is $457. And that also includes your shipping costs. Sounds like a good deal, Melody. It's a great deal. Got an article here uh, that discusses David Stockman's appearance on Fox Business. Last Saturday, David Stockman, Levy's former assistant secretary of the Treasury back, I believe, under the Reagan administration. He was a congressman for, I don't know, one or two terms. And he's been a significant figure in economics for, in politics for the last 30 years anyway. Um, so Stockman's stock market panic is the, is the title of this article. It says, David Stockman was interviewed on Fox Business last Saturday. He sounded somewhat panicked. He claimed that the whole market is held up by a half dozen robo-machines. And what he's talking about are these computer trading systems that operate in the, in the major stock markets, and, and they are moving in and out of trades in a fraction of a second in order to generate often just a fraction of a cent's worth of profit, but they do it hundreds and uh, maybe thousands of times in a day. They make a fraction of a cent, but you do it a thousand times a day, and then you're talking about some. You're making some money. He's saying the the whole market is held up by half a dozen of these computer trading machines. And when asked on Saturday what he recommended for investors, he said, "Get out Monday." Uh, Mr. Stockman is not, he's not optimistic. And I don't think he was joking when he said, get out Monday. That doesn't mean that things are going to fall apart today or tomorrow and the rest of that sort of thing. But Mr. Stockman, at least, seems to think that 
big trouble is close at hand. It might not hit for a couple of months. I don't know when it's going to hit, and I don't even know that Stockman is correct, but he is a very knowledgeable man. He's been doing this for decades, and he should have some idea of what he's talking about, and he is apparently in a state of panic, and he's saying, look, if you're smart, get out of the stock market now while you can. This thing's going to go. So another another leaf in the breeze, folks. I just can't imagine. I mean... Yes, the market is held up by half a dozen robo-machines. But when you hear about how Yahoo is hacked, Mm -hmm. how the DNC is hacked, how Target is hacked, how all of these places, it's just like it just takes one little little bleep that someone, and it can drop the whole system. And it's just like, I don't think people truly understand. They think that, oh, there's backups, there's, you know, and there are some backups. You know, I I get that. There's some backups, and I'm sure there's procedures put into place for, you know, things to happen. But are you willing to take that risk? I mean, our people are are so trusting of our government. They're so trusting of Wall Street. They're so trusting of technology it's just and I guess to some degree we live in a world where you know we almost have to Mm -hmm. trust to some degree or we have to because you're ignorant yeah we are technologically ignorant and you can't blame people for that we are there are things happening technologically that's moving so fast that only a fraction of percent fraction of the small, tiny percentage of people in this country can keep track of what's going on and actually understand it. And that means the rest of us are put in a position where we have to kind of trust in somebody. And we're walking around looking, will you tell me what to do? Will you tell me what to do? But that's even scarier because they can't keep up with as fast as technology is evolving. Therefore, you don't have the protection that's needed to keep up with the degree of the of the quickness of the advancement of, of technology. Okay. I mean, it's so mind-boggling, and yet, you know, people say, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, what you're supposed to do is deal with something you're able to understand. Exactly. That's one of the points to all of this. Um, when we talk about technology moving so fast that only a handful of people really understand it, that means only a handful of people are actually capable of defending that technology against other people who really get it. I understand this. I can hack into this. I I can use this. I see what they're doing here, and I can I can steal a hundred million dollars or a billion dollars or whatever. I can get it. Why? Because I and because I'm speaking figuratively, of course. Because I am one of the very few who understand what's going on, and I also understand that whatever it is you understand today, it's going to be different tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It means the whole thing is so unstable that it is vulnerable, it's dangerous to people that invest in it, that trust in it, and in, and why do we trust in it? Because there's a chance to make a fast buck. Why do we trust in computer programs trading on, on Wall Street? Because it's super efficient and it's a way to make a fast buck. And I'm thinking to myself that maybe 
our need to make a fast buck is hazardous to our health. Maybe you're just better off saying, look, I don't know what's going on with all that technology. I think I'm going to get a box and I'm going to put something in it that I can understand, that I can count, that I can protect. And, of course, you know I'm, I'm pointing to gold or silver or something like that. But it could be land. It could be tools. It could be a number. It could be dehydrated food, whatever. But something everybody's going to want, something everybody's going to need, something that cannot be destroyed or removed digitally. Right? And, yes, it may be that you're going to miss out on some fantastic profits if you don't engage in the digital investments. I get that. But you will also miss out on some fantastic losses, which are almost certain to happen. You know, so maybe there's a point to old school. You know, going back and say, well, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do some. We had one of the callers yesterday. I might have been Chris, but I don't recall for sure. Talked about his grandmother stacking up silver coins back in the 1930s. Huh? That's old school. A lot of people say, oh, that's silly, that's clumsy, that's, you know, we don't want to do that. We're modern, we're smart. Oh, yeah? Maybe not. Because, again, that digital technology is so fragile, so vulnerable. You can be robbed by hackers, you can be robbed by the government. You're storing your wealth in a non-tangible form. I mean, that's worse. It's, it's almost worse than just storing it in terms of paper. Yeah, it probably is worse. All right, piece of paper. Somebody signed it. I promised to pay $100,000. Okay, you got a piece of paper. Maybe you can collect. Maybe you can't. But you've at least got the piece of paper. That's something. What happens when you've got digital and somebody breaks into the bank and loots the whole bank? How long do you think it's going to take to get your digital claims sorted out and... and allow you to enjoy some sort of a refund. I don't know, but I'm just saying it may be we're coming to a time when you go old school and you say, I'm just going to store it in a box. I'm going to get some gold coins, put them in a box, and I'm going to keep them where I can protect them and count them and be sure I have them and they're not vulnerable to easy theft or destruction by other people. So... I think Melody should uh, discount gold and silver, start selling boxes to go along with the, with the gold and silver coins. People have something to store them in. Well, I do believe they need to certainly give us a call for all their gold and silver coin uh, needs. And, you know, I don't know how many different ways we can explain this, Alan. So many times we just stick to the basics because that's what people truly have to understand is the basics. And it's just like our monetary system. You have to stay with the basics, and the basics are gold and silver because everything always goes back. It always goes back to that time. So uh, give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. Take advantage of these silver specials. 
a one-ounce silver rounds for $424. That includes your shipping costs. And uh, for the legal tender, American Silver Eagles, you can purchase 20 in a tube. 2016 is the year for $457. So we do have uh, Morgan Silver Dollars. Many of you took advantage of those Morgan Silver Dollars. And, and thank you for that. And congratulations uh, because those were great. it's a great product to own. So the key is you, you get off the fence and you make those decisions and take control. And that's what it's about, Take you know, taking control of your finances. And uh, you'll feel so much better and be so much more secure. We're out of time, folks. I want to thank you all for listening. Melody, Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? Still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dream, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Last night I wanted to get a good night's sleep, and the presidential debate was on at 9 o'clock, but 
you know, sleep was more important than listening to bullshit. So basically I recorded it and I just got done watching it about 10 minutes before I'm on the air now. And my, my take is Hillary is a professional politician and says what she has to say in order to make it sound like she knows what she's talking about, but whether or not she will implement it is another story. Donald Trump, being a businessman, has a little bit of sense as far as making decisions and kind of knows what he wants to do to better the country. I think that a lot of the stuff that he wants to do will better the country. It might tick off a lot of people in the world, but sometimes it takes a little bit of stress to get a little bit of pleasure. So the other point was, eight years ago, Hillary was going to run against Obama. And somewhere near the election, uh, the campaign where they had to vote for either one of them, the two of them disappeared for about a week. And after they resurfaced, it was determined that Obama would run for president and Hillary would be the next president. Because you see, it's all controlled by powers that like to remain anonymous. So Hillary becomes Secretary of State. She absolutely implements nothing. She creates disasters. She creates scandals. And now she's talking about how she's going to better everything. Well, if she was going to better everything, why didn't she do it when she was Secretary of State? And the one thing that got me, which really upset me, was, and, and I guess it was the reason why I voted for Obama, was because he said that if elected, he would push for the labeling of GMOs. Now, if he would have said, uh, what I will do is I will push for the labeling by using a barcode or listing a telephone number where you had to go absolutely crazy and ballistic to find out if their product had GMO, I would have voted for Donald Duck for president or Mickey Mouse or Goofy because I don't trust him. There's nothing about him that I trust. There's nothing about Hillary Clinton that I trust because eight years ago she was picked to be the one to run for president. Now, she ran against a guy named Bernie Sanders when they were both, you know, the campaign, the, the guys, the choices for the Democrats. From what I heard and from what I understand and from things that I have read in the non-mainstream media, Bernie Sanders was basically told, you back out or you may not enjoy the rest of your life. 
Now, if this is the way it is and that's how it goes, so be it. I've read reports about the Clinton Foundation going all the way back when Bill, even before Bill was banging Monica Lewinsky in the White House, when he was in Arkansas, that when he had people against him that were pretty rough, he made sure that they weren't around anymore. And, I, I you know, I, I just don't trust the Clintons. I really don't. That being said, and the fact that this is health talk, uh, let's get into health talk. So, uh, there's a lots of subjects that I deal with, and they're all pretty pertinent because there is nothing, nothing more important to you than your health. And if you don't take responsibility for your health, you are going to get screwed, blued, and tattooed because if you listen to the food industry, if you listen to the pharmaceutical industry, if you listen to the medical profession, you're going to be on drugs. I'll give you one quick example. Um, years ago, I was married, had two kids, got divorced because my wife was a real pain in the butt, and she was just, uh, just I can't say it on, on, on the radio, but she was bad. And uh, my daughter disowned me, but my son and I had a really good relationship. And through the years, my son got married, and he had a nice, I had a granddaughter, and blah, 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 blah. And then he divorced his wife, and he married a woman that was medically discharged from the military who was receiving $4,000 a month for life, plus any children in her family would have free college educations. There would be no tuition to be paid. So he jumped onto that bandwagon because he was always struggling with a job. His first wife, she had a really good job with UPS. She was making a lot of money. She owned her own home. And they eventually moved and went back to New Jersey for a while instead of Florida, which was a mistake that he made. And he was kind of a horn dog, and he used to go to porn sites and he used to do all this stuff. And that was part of the reason why they got divorced. And the girl from the military that he married was kind of pretty. She had a nice body. But she also, like his mother, was able to support him in his uh, ineptitude to make a lot of money. So when the issue came up where they wanted to know about health, I was constantly sending them health articles, and they really appreciated it, except his wife says, tell him to send all the health articles that he wants, but stop sending articles that are negative about vaccinations. So this go fast forward after my son told me that I, that, my girlfriend and I would be invited to his second wedding to the military woman um, about a month, several months before he told me we couldn't come. And when I asked him why we couldn't come, he didn't give me an answer, but the answer was that he was basically a hooker for his mom. 
because the mom and the husband were constantly sending him money so he could start businesses and whatever. So then he get married to the woman making four grand a month for life without having to do anything. So he's not going to buy the hand that feeds him. So moving up forward in the list of vaccinations, my granddaughter is 12 years old. He was supposed to, my son was supposed to inform his ex-wife of when the daughter would be vaccinated and what vaccinations she would get and how many. Well, he complied with the date, but he did not comply with the rest of the information. And my granddaughter had within a one month period, 16 vaccinations. Now, I just got the email the other day from the ex-wife telling me about that, and I can only hope and I can only pray that I do not wind up with an autistic granddaughter. I I really mean that sincerely, because this is part of the problem. When you don't eat right, when you don't have a strong immune system, when you're around people that don't eat right and don't have a strong immune system, you're you're in deep trouble, man. Because without a strong immune system, your body is crapola. Anyway... She has 16 vaccinations, and from what I understand, she's got to have 12 more within the next three months. Now, why in the world would somebody have 28 vaccinations within a couple of months if it's only to benefit the pharmaceutical industry? So not to dwell on that, maybe I'll get into it later. But you have to be so careful about what you put into your body. Let's say you're eating GMOs. Well, GMOs are essentially in any product where corn or soy has not been certified organic or free from GMOs. And the modified genes in those corn and soy products that you eat might be negatively influencing your body's DNA. The American Academy of Environmental Medicine warned us that studies were done that linked the consumption of GMOs with health problems. And those health problems included reproductive dysfunctions, including infertility, organ damage, immune dysfunction, insulin disorders, and accelerated aging. So the mechanisms by which these harms occur remain unclear, but at least some of them could come from changes that the GMOs cause to the DNA of the organisms other than those deliberately modified by the genetic engineers. So the biggest question is, does eating GMOs modify 
your DNA? The short answer is possibly, because no one really knows. The GMOs are produced through a horizontal gene transfer, which involves splicing genes from a source or another organism or a synthetic gene engineered in the lab into the genome of a living creature. Now this process is so new that it remains unclear if this transferred DNA might behave in ways that are different from the traditional transferred DNA, which is one that's inherited from your ancestors. So the ones that are inherited from your ancestors, the DNA is called vertically transferred. If you are getting something that's created in a lab, then that's horizontally transferred. Now, bacteria has been shown to horizontally transfer DNA between species. And it's unclear if this can occur among more complex organisms as well. But if so, there could be biological pathways in place allowing the engineered DNA from the GMOs to move into the human genome. Now, this raises a concern, and the concern is mostly theoretical. But there was at least one study that showed that the DNA from GMOs can leave your food and enter your bloodstream. Well, could it be taken up from there by some of your cells and incorporated into your genome? In 2014, there was a paper in PLOS One, P-L-O-S, that analyzed the results of the four prior independent studies on more than 1,000 participants who had eaten GMOs including the derivatives like high fructose corn syrup or soy protein or flesh from animals that were fed GMOs. And the researchers found that the DNA fragments that came from the GMO plants were found in the bloodstream rather than being broken down as the GMO companies claimed. And in one of the blood samples, the relative concentration of the plant DNA is higher than the human DNA. So the DNA found was cell-free DNA, which means that it floats outside the cells and is not known to play any physiological role. So the study did not prove that the human genome is being modified by GMOs, but it does refute the main claim of the GMO proponents, and it raises some important concerns. So in, in, at least in one area, a diet containing GMOs 
has been shown to lead to genetic changes. In the beneficial bacteria, that inhibits the human gut. So these roughly 100 trillion organisms, collectively even known as the microbiome, they play important and complex roles in regulating everything from metabolism to immune function to mood and cognition. And a microbiome dysfunction has been already linked with autism. So the studies show that the DNA from GMOs can pass into the human gut bacteria. So, for example, if gut bacteria has been shown to incorporate the insecticide-producing Bt gene found in every GMO food, thereby producing pesticides within the human body. So small changes to the microbiome can produce big changes. Last year, there was a study that found that the emulsifiers, the common food additives, cause changes in the gut microbiome that cause inflammation associated with inflammatory bowel disease and metabolic syndrome. And then there was research before that that showed that people with irritable bowel syndrome and metabolic syndrome have different makeups to their microbiomes than people without those diseases. And both of those diseases have increased dramatically in prevalence since the mid-20th century, suggesting that environmental causes play a very essential and a very important role in your health. Then we have the controversy, and I spoke about this earlier, over the additives in the vaccines, which center around mercury-containing preservative thimerosal, which allegedly is no longer found in childhood vaccines except for the flu shots. But did you know that many childhood vaccines contain potentially toxic brain-damaging levels of aluminum? Why? Because the aluminum is included in the vaccines as an adjuvant which boosts the body's short-term immune response in order to produce antibodies to get the vaccine to act faster. And this could very well be what makes aluminum in the vaccines dangerous. You also have to understand that aluminum is a neurotoxin, and that can attribute to various types brain damage. So there's been tons of human studies, tons of animal studies on this, linking aluminum to brain damage, including Alzheimer's. 
There was one study that found that mice that were injected with aluminum developed behavioral changes and problems with cognitive, that's thinking, and motor function. And then when they left their bodies, the autopsy autopsy showed that the motor neurons in their brains and nervous systems showed changes associated with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and Lou Gehrig's disease. Then there was another study that was published by the researchers from the University of British Columbia back three years ago or so, back in 2013, that found that the risk of autism diagnosis in little kids was directly correlated with how many aluminum-containing vaccines they received. So the researchers speculated that many of aluminum's neurotoxic effects could be due to its immune-stimulating properties, and they speculated that this property could trigger autoimmune reactions in certain people. So the immune adjuvants have been linked with a variety of immune-mediated diseases, including some for which they have still made up no name. So conditions linked with exposure to immune adjuvants include siliconosis, Gulf War syndrome, macrophagic myofasciitis syndrome, and post-vaccination pneumonia. And all four of those diseases share certain signs and symptoms of each other. Then there was this observation that led a group of researchers from Israel's Zablodowitz Center for Autoimmune Diseases to promote, propose a new syndrome in 2011 called autoimmune syndrome, which is auto-inflammatory, induced by adjuvants. So in the study in 2013 that was published in the immunologic research, the researchers reviewed the evidence linking the aluminum adjuvants to neurotoxic problems. And they found that aluminum had been linked to both Alzheimer's disease, like symptoms and to the disease itself in adults, as well as to a disease sharing the characteristics of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and Lou Gehrig's. It's also, as I mentioned, been linked with the Gulf War syndrome. So the researchers suggested that Aluminum should be considered a potential trigger of the auto-inflammatory syndrome induced by the adjuvants. So if that's the case, why are our kids being injected with aluminum and how much are they getting? Well, it's important to understand that while aluminum occurs naturally in the environment, 
the body reacts to injected aluminum differently than it reacts to aluminum ingested in food. And that's because when the body ingests aluminum, it needs to flush it out as quickly as possible to prevent levels in the blood from rising. So the FDA, the Fraud and Drug Administration, or Fatal Drugs Allowed, they say that for patients being fed intravenous fluids exclusively, the IV fluids must not contain more than 25 micrograms of aluminum per liter. And a liter is roughly equivalent to an adult dose. So it also noted that as little as 10 micrograms of IV aluminum can cause kidney failure in premature infants or in those with kidney problems. So, he says with a straight face, how much aluminum is in the hepatitis B vaccine, which the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Procrastination, recommended giving to babies on the day that they're born? How much? Would you believe 250 micrograms which is 10 times the maximum adult dose. And the CDC further recommends that the age of two months, little kids be given a round of vaccines that collectively contain between 300 micrograms and 1,200 micrograms of aluminum, depending on the particular combination of the shots used. Then, by the age of 18 months, the little kid following the CDC vaccination schedule may have been injected with as much as 5,000 micrograms of aluminum. And then we wonder why people have questioned the necessity of strictly following the CDC's vaccination schedule. And then we wonder why have, have states like California and Maryland eliminated any exemptions to have kids vaccinated? And it's a pretty simple answer. In God we trust, all others pay cash. So to jump on the bandwagon of trying to make more money, Gatorade launched a new line of products for the sole purpose of deceiving health-minded people. G-Organic is Gatorade's attempt at remaining, what's the word, and vogue, as consumers become less interested in artificial colorants and more concerned about what they're actually putting in their bodies. So this new G Organic, this new product line, features a minimally sized ingredient list and boasts that it contains organic cane sugar as one of its primary ingredients. Okay, so it's really nice 
that Gatorade has cut out the artificial crap out of their products. But G organic is not a healthy food. Putting organic origins aside, at the end of the day, G organic and others like it are still just expensive sugar water. Just because you put the word organic on a label does not guarantee that a product is healthier for you or better for the farmers or safer for the environment. So Gatorade, like many other company companies, simply hopes that just slapping the holy grail of these healthy buzzwords on their products will encourage people to believe that these products are good for them. Now, just like the original Gatorade, G Organic, which stands for Gatorade Organic, contains 14 grams of sugar per 8-ounce serving. 14 grams. That's 14 teaspoons. 14 teaspoons of sugar in 8-ounce serving. And while it may be less than what you would find in a similar serving of soda, don't you think it's still more sugar than you you ought to be drinking on a regular basis? So they chose to maintain the high sugar content to provide fuel for the athletes. And then Gatorade says, oh, well, our products are only recommended for the active person. Are are these guys drunk? In other words, so you get a sugar rush, and then you can go out, you can run the marathon, and then after the sugar wears off, you pass out. Sugar rush is the worst. So why do we need a sports drink after a workout? CBC News reported on some test that was conducted by CBC Marketplace that found that even after a 45-minute run, the runners had not lost enough electrolytes through sweat to warrant the consumption of a beverage like Gatorade. So you go out and you run 45 minutes and you sweat your butt off. And even after 45 minutes of sweating your butt off, you didn't get rid of enough electrolytes to drink the Gatorade sugar drink. So the high amount of sugar and salt that's found in the sports drink is going to be detrimental to the average person's fitness goals. So if you're an athlete who gets a couple hours of intense exercise every day, or if you're in the middle of running a marathon or whatever, maybe a sports drink might be a worthwhile nutritional investment. So that that place marketplace also tested the blood of an elite triathlete during intense cycling and discovered that it would take about two hours of strenuous activity before they could benefit from the electrolytes in a sports drink. So in other words, he says with a straight face, we, most of us, would have to double our daily efforts 
to really necessitate the consumption of sports drinks like Gatorade. So the sports drinks are recommended for young athletes who are exercising outside in extreme heat for more than 60 minutes. But you also have to be cautioned about overuse because the overconsumption of the the sugar-laden beverages, including the sports drink, can lead to excessive calorie intake and weight gain despite the fact that you're running your ass off for an hour. So there's a sports physiologist, the guy's name is Dr. Greg Wells, that said that while sport drinks are great at providing hydration when needed, it's important to understand that for the average person lifting weights or doing yoga, taking a spin class, swimming laps, water is all you need. In the scientific community, You don't recommend sports drinks for anything less than 90 minutes. And if you're exercising really intensely, or if you're exercising in the heat, or if you're exercising in a long period of time, pure, clean water is truly all the best that the majority of us need to stay hydrated during a routine workout. Do not be fooled by the clever marketing bullshit or the fancy label, stick to water and skip to the added sugars, but then you have a problem. Because the water you're drinking virtually in the entire United States is fluoridated. Do you really need that crap to create neurological problems? I found a product that is by far the best ever. Sometimes when I go play ball, not sometimes, but all the time when I go play ball in the softball league, I leave the house because I now I have to take my girlfriend to work, so I leave at 7, and then I drop her off at between 7.30 and 8. Then I go down to the ball field, and we start playing at 9.30 or 10.30 or whatever it is, so before I go, I found this drink. It's made by Harmless Harvest, and it's coconut water. And that's all it is, is coconut water. Do you know that coconut water is by far the best of the best? So when I play ball, no matter what I do, I have two eight-ounce bottles that I pour into my, my flask that keeps it cold. And I don't get home until, I don't know, after 12. And I, I, I feel really good. I wind up having lunch at about 1 or one thirty, And that's it. So I drink coconut water, which is not processed like all the other. doesn't have additives with natural flavors and all that crap in it. It's pure coconut water, and it's refrigerated, and it's really good. And if you can find it, fine. If you can't find it, go online, Armless Harvest. It's the best. The other day, there was some guys here doing some work in the backyard, cutting down trees. These are all Samoan guys. These guys working for hours. And then they get done, and they're all done. 
And in the back of their truck, because they're cutting down trees, they got about 20 coconuts. These are fresh coconuts. What they did was they opened the coconuts, and they're all young coconuts, so the meat is real soft because it just came out of the tree. And I'm telling you, when you drink fresh coconut water, coconut milk, oh, my God. So they gave me one because I was talking story with them. I, I was I was stuffed. And then they said, brother, you like the meat? And I said, yeah. So they took the machete and they split the coconut. And I'm telling you, when you can scrape out the coconut meat with your finger and chew that and eat that, you are getting so many nutrients. And that's all that these guys ate after they were done. They drank some coconut milk. They ate the coconut meat and on their way to get rid of trees and on their way to other people to do whatever they have to do for them. But fluoride? <laughs> I tell you, I'm an anti-fluoride guy. And I'm one of the guys that's kept fluoride out of Hawaii's water supply. But the debate over fluoridation goes back to the 40s when the community started to fluoridate the water to prevent tooth decay, which is probably the biggest lie that was ever thrusted upon the American people. If you go and look at the CDC's booklet on fluoridation, which goes back to 2001, on the third page, there's one paragraph that sums it up. It says, fluoride's effectiveness is on the surface of the tooth after the tooth comes into the mouth. Could somebody explain to me then why you have to drink it? That was the question that I asked. I asked our, our politicians. If that's what it said, I'm reading right out of the booklet. Here it is. I showed them the booklet. I said, why then do I have to swallow it? Why can't you just advocate brushing your teeth with it? Why do you have to drink it in the water supply? And then, this was in 2003, I made this statement based upon facts that New York and Boston have been fluoridated since the 1960s. And yet, in 2003, they had dental cavity rates four times higher than the national average. So if that's the case, why then, instead of putting it in the water supply to benefit the phosphate fertilizer industry, the aluminum industry, the steel industry, which previously had to dispose of this fluoride as a toxic waste product to the tune of millions of dollars a year and until they paid for a PR campaign, which told us how beneficial fluoride was and we got to have it and blah, 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 blah. And now they get paid millions of dollars a year to take their toxic waste and dump it into the water supply so we can drink it. 
But why didn't it work? New York and Boston have dental cavity rates four times higher than the national average. So why then can't, if you, if you want to use fluoride, why can't you just brush your teeth with it? Why do you have to swallow it? Why can't anyone with integrity say, based upon what the CDC says, that fluoride is only effective on the surface of the tooth and only after the tooth comes into the mouth? And it's been proven that it causes neurological problems. Money. You think anybody gives a crap about you? No. The only thing they care about, the only thing they care about is the money in your your pocket. That's it. You got industries out there that will screw blue and tattoo you till the the cows come home. That's funny that I mentioned that because there's four names in the dairy industry that conspired to artificially raise the cost of dairy products in the United States. And this fraud occurred between 2004 and 2008 when the prices of milk increased 66 cents per hundredweight. Why? Why was this increase made? This increase possible because there was a pact that was made between several milk brands that unnecessarily slaughtered a substantial number of dairy cows, 500,000 to be exact, just to keep the milk prices higher. So the dairy farmers of America, Land O'Lakes, Dairy League Cooperative, Cooperative, and Agramark had more than a half a million cows turned into cheap hamburgers to increase the price of dairy products. And the deal was put into motion with support from the National Milk Producers Federation, which was an organization established in 1916 that is responsible for governing the majority of the United States milk supply. And this group develops and carries out policies that advances the well-being of the dairy producers and the cooperatives they own. So the National Milk Producers Federation, NMPF, provides a forum through which the dairy farmers and their cooperatives formulate policies on national issues that affect milk production and marketing. And their contribution to this policy is aimed at improving the economic interests of the dairy farmers so to ensure the nation's consumers an adequate of pure, wholesome, nutritious milk and dairy products. Are you guys guys done laughing? Do you know that all milk, all raw milk has been banned by the FDA because one person got sick 
Raw milk has nutrients in it that allows a baby calf to grow to 500 to 1,000 pounds in a couple of months. But it's got a lot of products in it, so if you used it sparingly, you'd be okay. But now that it's pasteurized, now that it's homogenized, all you get is liquid fat. So you're addicted to just the taste of liquid fat, and you think it's beneficial benefiting your body, but it's not. It's making you fat, fat, the water, at that, 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 that. I feel the earth move on the body. No, seriously. So the other members of this group included the Lone Star Milk producer, Producers in Texas, the pre- Premier Milk in Florida, Swiss Valley Farms in Iowa, United Dairymen of Arizona, and the Upstate Niagara Cooperative in New York, and the Ellsworth Cooperative Creamery in Wisconsin. So the group, the NMPF, right, those guys, the National Milk Producers Federation, which is a lobbyist group for the dairy industry, they organized the slaughter of the 500,000 cows under an organization called Cooperatives Working Together to Make Money. No, that's not part of it. I added that, which included all the aforementioned people. So the Cooperatives Working Together said on its website, it's a voluntary producer-funded national program developed by the National Milk Producers Federation to assist the family farmers. Yeah, right. It was designed by the dairy farmers for the benefit of the dairy farmers. What do you do? So the so-called program under which the cows were killed is called the Herd Retirement Program. Herd Retirement Program. Why, you think they're going to let the cows go out in the fields, give them grass, and let them die a natural life? No, a herd retirement program is get your ass in here. We're going to kill 500,000 of you. That way, there'll be less milk and the prices can go up. So the farmers who gave up their dairy cows for slaughter were supposedly paid above the market rate for them. Because after all, you know, you just can't take this stuff away without making someone, you know, profit from it. So the butchering prompted a lawsuit to which the plaintiffs, the farmers, received $52 million, and they argued they won in court on the assertion that the killings violated a federal law that prohibited price-fixing. And it also allowed the farmers to form cooperatives. So no dairy farmers got rich on that program. It was those who were financially strapped and found that as a great exit strategy. So this guy who was the treasurer of the National Dairy Product Producers Organization said that the farmers earn less than 33% of the retail price of the milk. These guys were up against a hell of a reality, man. They don't have any way to 
throttle of production in milk other than to eliminate cows. And when the price of milk goes down, it's basically the only way out. So the $52 million settlement was paid out to people residing in regions between 2003 and 2016, which included a lot of states, Arizona, California, Kansas, Massachusetts, Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, Oregon, South Dakota, Tennessee, Vermont, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and the District of Columbia. So this is what's happening. Do you think, do you, do you really, really believe that anybody really, really cares about you? No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm asking this question. It's basically about if they cared about you, they would sell raw organic milk. If they cared about you, they would sell organic goat's milk. Years ago, when I used to run a company in Hawaii called Down to Earth, which was taken over by a guy who was computer literate and almost bankrupt the company because he had no clue what to do unless it came out of a book, we used to sell raw organic goat's milk. We started out maybe selling two dozen a week. Then we wound up selling two dozen a day. And the guy from the Department of Health would send his wife in to buy the goat's milk because he couldn't afford to be seen buying raw goat's milk because obviously he was working for a government that opposed raw milk. But eventually the goat's milk was banned, just like the cow's milk was banned when it was raw. And this is, this is where life is at. This is what's going on. You don't have a chance because it's all about money. It's all about corporations. Corporations are more important than you. If it weren't, don't you think they would give the physicians more than, say, two hours of um, nutritional training in medical school? Don't you think if this were true that the medical association would not ban or take away doctor's licenses if they advocated a clean diet to treat something rather than surgery or drugs to just treat a symptom? This is, this is part of the problem. Don't you think if this were the case where nature could be imposed upon all of us, don't you think that the Rockefellers would not have been introduced to petrochemical fertilizers, which killed all the sulfur in the soil, which made everybody sick, so they could profit from the sickness by selling their pharmaceuticals? Most of what you have in your body, most of the illnesses that you have, is because you are sulfur deficient. Now, obviously, you can supplement your diet. You can add a lot of good stuff that's got sulfur in it. I mean, it, it's, you know, 
it's it's not it's not rocket science. You can go online. You can look up sulfur can, containing foods. You could see that garlic and onions and chlorella and peas and spinach and pistachios and avocados and stuff like garbanzo beans and lemon juice and cilantro and beets. And, and, and this, this is what increases your immune system. Why? Your saliva is alkaline. The human form is an herbivore form. The saliva is alkaline. When you eat plants, the plants are alkaline. So when the two combine, the plant foods break down with the saliva and it's easier to digest the foods you're eating, which goes into that 35-yard digestive tract. When you eat flesh foods, the flesh foods are acidic. When they mix with the alkaline saliva, it doesn't do anything. So after you suck out the blood, after you suck out the flavors, you have to swallow that muscle. That muscle goes down into that 35-yard clumped-up digestive tract and sits there until the acid in the body can break it down and then distribute it through the body, which leaves in about, you know, five to seven days. So the point is, if you're eating three squares a day, but anything that has a face in the mother, and all that stuff sits in your body for almost up to a week, where do all the synthetic chemicals go? Where do all the growth hormones go? Where do all the antibiotics go? Where do all the other dead animals and decayed animals and dying animals that are fed back to the living animals go? They go in your body and you wonder why you get sick. So, if you don't want to change your diet, the least you can do is add sulfur to your diet because it detoxes all the poisons that you put into your body on a daily basis. Where do I find sulfur, he says with a straight face. It's really simple. You can go to my website, Health Talk Hawaii, Health, H-E-A-L-T-H-T-A-L-K-H-A-W-A-I-I, healthtalkhawaii.com. Click on products and read all about it. It's the only thing I deal with. It's the only thing that got rid of my lifelong asthma in three days. And it hasn't come back in nine years. I'm hooked. You may not believe it, but I can breathe every day. Even when we have the the Kona winds that blow the active fumes from our volcano in the big island in Hawaii, over the island chain. I'm not affected where I used to be. I used to have to lock myself in the room and put on the air conditioner because I couldn't breathe. Now I don't have a problem. Why? Because the organic sulfur works. And you can't get it. You have to eat eight cloves of garlic a day in order to get the same amount of sulfur as you would in two teaspoons a day. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Anyway.
anyway, so I started doing this radio show. I had been doing it in Hawaii since 1981, and I started doing it on American Voice Radio with with Frank back in 2015, at the beginning of 2015. And I'm just giving information, guys. I ain't making no money from this. I pay for my airtime. I pay for my my time on American Voice Radio. I don't even push products. All I'm trying to do is tell you, get healthy, come out from under the grip of the pharmaceutical industry, come out from under the grip of the medical industry, and enjoy your life. It ain't rocket science. Well, he says, I don't think I have much time left. And, uh... I guess uh, we'll just pick up where we left off next week. And once more, if you want more information, you go to www.healthtalkhawaii.com. Click on products to read about the sulfur and you can read about the most amazing bee pollen. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets 
credits with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Hey, hey, just go play the 
afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, September 27, 2016. And this is kind of a different... Oh, eh, never mind. That's... Too many things to do all at once. Anyway... It's about uh, eight minutes after 3 p.m., and uh, this is the last Tuesday. I'll be at 3 p.m. This was an accommodation for one of the hosts who is away from his, uh, way, way away from his time zone, and he needed to change his uh, time a little bit, so I was able to accommodate him, and that's why I am at this time slot right now. However... Starting in October, which it's the 27th, so uh, by next Tuesday, it will be October. And I'll be at 2 p.m. Now, 3 p.m. will be Wednesdays. Just, well, later today, check the schedule, because I'm going to go back through it. I think it's right. It may be. It may not be. And uh, I'll check it later to double-check that everything is, because I get confused sometimes when things get shifted around in a lot of different ways and you know anyway it is Tuesday and uh, we now that we have our scheduling somewhat back together again we got Al from Colorado with us so welcome Al yes here we are once again well Al you know what the big news is don't oh, you oh you mean Hillary <laughs> well I'll tell you what not only did Hitlery cheat, she must have been on some kind of drug. She didn't take any water, she didn't cough, and she stood for 90 minutes without collapsing. Amazing, Frank, well, huh? You know, maybe it wasn't Hillary. I have a feeling it wasn't either. But, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about, oh, Hillary won and this and that, and that's not Hillary how Hillary did it. not win. Nobody wants her. Well, that's not how I, I... I didn't see her winning. I, I, no, me neither. I, I wasn't entirely... I think Donald Trump could have done a lot better. I was disappointed when he gave up on the birther issue, and I was also disappointed at the end when he said he would, quote, support her if she, quote, won. I was a little disappointed in those two. Well, I won't support her if she wins. And I won't I either. I don't care what Donald Trump says. As a matter of fact, if she wins... As far as I'm concerned, oh, this country is ab- it's absolutely over at that point. The federal government has lost all authority whatsoever to tell me anything I about anything. I think it lost authority when Barry came in, is what I think it But, is. you know, uh, there's a lot of, oh, you know, they're, they're just hammering away in the, in the uh, mainstream about how, oh, uh, you know what they say when there's polls that, uh, that say Trump won? You know, like Time Magazine and CNBC... Oh, those are garbage polls. Well, they are, for all intents and purposes. Well, why all they... polls, as far as I'm concerned, are garbage polls. Well, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to explain this to you and everybody else one more time. Because apparently, either nobody's listening or nobody gets it. What they're saying when they say those are garbage polls, those are the polls that, hey, you want to vote, you can vote. You can only vote once, but hey, who do you think won? You pick who you think won. They don't ask you, are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Republican or what oh, are you? well, if you're a Republican, you don't get to play in oh. our poll. Right. 
And, and you know what? They admit it. But the thing is, what they call the polls that say, okay, let's see, we're going to ask Democrats, we're going to ask female Democrats, yeah. we're going to ask female Democrats. We're going to ask more Democrats than we do Republicans. Between, the age, between the age of 45 and 70. Uh, who do you think won? Oh, look, Hillary's a landslide winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Well, and what that's called, Al, is a scientific poll. Yeah, well, it's not very scientific, I'm sorry. And they call any polls that do not get to manipulate who you ask, what age group, what Yeah, sex. those are the garbage polls, right? Oh, no, those are those are scientific. Oh, those are the scientific ones. Sure, the, the ones that... You know, they allow, I don't care who you are, what age you are, where you live, you can uh, you can vote. Yeah. Those are garbage polls. You can polls. be dead, too, and vote, right, Frank? Well, not in a garbage poll. Oh, but the scientific poll, you can be dead and vote. No, that's just in the general elections. Oh, okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, they haven't gone that far yet where they're polling dead people in these. Uh, uh, don't in put it past polls. them to try that one either, Frank. Well, you see, you shouldn't give them ideas, <laughs> I'm telling you, because they're not that bright, and they don't need any of your help coming up with these things, man, because, uh, oh, yeah, I don't put it past them at all. But, oh, I'm trying to get to this, uh, trying to find this here where, oh, this is really good, too, but. Trying to find this here where they actually admit that, okay, well, you know, yeah, sure, we ask more Democrats than Republicans, but that's okay. Yeah, because we're running the show. That's our, our rules and our bat and ball, Frank. Uh, let's see here. Gosh, I got so much crap on here that it's it's hard to find anything. What, are you looking on your screen now or what? Yeah. Because I've I've saved a bunch of things and I'm just trying to get to that because well the fact know, of the matter say, is I can say all day long that oh they cheated oh their polls are no good oh you know whatever but you know why should you listen to me why not listen to uh, who's this ah the Washington Post here's their headline no matter how garbage the poll is if it shows that Donald Trump won the debate he'll endorse it. Oh, really? Well, let's see here. Here we go. But there was one poll conducted in the wake of the debate that holds some statistical validity. Oh, oh, oh can, you, can you wait? Oh, really? Oh. Let's see the proof. Now, this is the Washington Post saying this. And do you, can you guess who that poll might be run by? The Democrats. CNN. Pretty close. They go on. Now listen, because they're not explaining it exactly the way I do, but it's the same thing. This is their words. Accurate polling depends on getting a sample of respondents that is representative of the population whose opinion you'd like to gauge. Not overall, not all Americans... Just the population that you want to gauge. Who do you think CNN wants to gauge when they ask a question? Of course, the the donkeys. Who do you think won the debate? The donkeys won the debate, yeah. Look, CNN has made it clear they don't give a damn what Republicans think about anything. That's their uh, problem. So who do you think uh, the population whose opinion you like to gauge is? Well, there they are, CNN and its polling partner. 
O-R-C, whoever that is. Oh, is that of Rodham Clinton? O-R-C? Well, I don't know. Anyway. Well, whatever. Conducted a poll after the debate found that Hillary Clinton won easily more than two to one margin. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, the sample leaned Democratic, which CNN noted. Oh, the whole thing is a scam and a fraud. Now they even, they even admit it. Oh yeah, we're leaning Democrat. Hey, wait a minute, Frank. There's an, art, there's an article on the net, net today. NBC or MSNBC donated five million to the the Democratic National Committee and had their person doing the moderating. Gee whiz, Frank. But you know, hey, the Washington Post and. You know, and CNN are saying that, well, polls like the Drudge Report, and, well, Time Magazine, and even CNBC. Oh, they're all garbage polls. No, that's what they'd like you to believe, isn't it? Because Frank? you see, the CNN poll maybe asked a few hundred people, which they don't tell you how many people they actually asked. Of course not. But uh, in the... Uh, the polls from Time and CNBC, over 570,000 people voted in that. That's so, a pretty big poll. What boy. do you think is more re- representative of people? I would say the latter rather than the former. So you got these polls where, okay, look, if you can, you got an opinion, you can push a button, you can vote. All right? Right. And yeah, I get it. Maybe there are some people that are not registered to vote. So what? They're Americans. They have a right to vote in these so-called well, they polls. Have a right to, they certainly have a right to have an opinion. Yes. You know, I mean, but, oh, no, you don't count because you're not a Democrat. You're not a woman. You're not between the ages of 48 and 70. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Frank. Regardless of what the polls say, I don't care. Let's throw the polls out. If Hitlery quote, wins, end quote, in November, it will be fraud. It's that simple, Frank. There's no way this woman is going to win. Well, actually, you know, it's already fraud. I mean, she's already committed fraud so many times in this election cycle. It's not even funny. Look what she did to Bernie Sanders. Oh, he brought that up at the end there. He talked about it a very little at the end, uh, Donald did, about uh, about Bernie. But he didn't go far enough, unfortunately. No, I he hope he takes the gloves off in the next one and just beats the you-know-what. Well, I don't over. think he's going to, and here's why, Al. And a lot of people have been... If he doesn't, then uh, he's a disappointment if he well, doesn't. Well, you know what? Uh, he wants to win, okay? Well, and, then he's got to beat the snot out of her. No, like, he cannot no, sit there no, and, sorry, and, and give... Andrew Hare with kid gloves, Frank. Sorry. You know, all all the conservatives out there that want to see blood, you know, this is why we are the minority. This is why we're always hammered. This is why we've got no voice anywhere in government or the media. Because you stay in your own little bubbles and you just want things your way. Well, guess what? That's a great way to lose everything. Because what happened with Donald Trump? He came out. You know, all, you know, people are like, whoa, you hear what he said? Sort of thing. Oh, this is great. He's hammering them. Well, you see, it's a lot different when you're hammering other men that are in your own party. Okay? Everybody's like, wow. what? Oh, because Hitler is a woman, we're just going to give her a pass. Well, I don't, I'm not buying that garbage. You don't have to buy it. You want Donald Trump to win or not? Yeah, but he's got to hammer her, Frank. I have to disagree with you. Well, then you disagree with his team, too. 
because Donald Trump got a brand new campaign team. And why? Because they were seeing the numbers and they were seeing, okay, good. You know what? You can win the Republican primary, but you're going to lose the election if you keep this up. Okay, and that's the bottom line because we live in a nation of sheeple, and what a lot a of people, of a lot of people in this there. country, if they hear bad words or meanie, he's a meanie. We can't have a meanie. Oh, this for, is our politically you know, correct garbage society that we have now, well, right, Frank? Whether we like it or not, there's a whole bunch of them in this country, and they vote. Okay, now if you want their vote. You're going to have to refrain from that, which he uh. did. He obviously, he called her Secretary Clinton the whole night. She called him Donald, okay? That is a psychological uh, device that Hillary was using to paint, Hil- to paint Donald Trump as just some guy. He's not worthy of any, uh, any respect. He's not presidential. He's just Donald, you know, like the duck. And uh, he gave her the respect of But you see, that works two ways. People are sick, and this is why he's changed his tune. This is why he has changed his strategy. Now, I I saw that while Donald Trump was trying to listen to his team, which I got to give the man credit, because you know what? I don't want Adolf Hitler in the White House. Well, guess what? He made one very good statement, uh, almost near the end of the debate when he says he'll release his tax returns if she releases her emails, which I thought was wonderful. Well, yeah, but... They're pushing him, and this guy, Lester Holt, I think he beat up on him. There's no question he didn't beat up on Hitler at all, did he? No, actually, the numbers are, he, he what they call him is follow-up questions. It's really badgering is what it is, because, you know, the moderator... He talked to him about the birthing, he talked to him about his tax returns. The moderator about, is not supposed to be a part of the debate. That's right, he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to throw out a question... And, and just shut up and listen. And, and then, referee, basically, look, it's your turn. You be quiet. If you're, if you're not going to be quiet, I'm going to stop both of you and say, now, be quiet. It's his or her turn. Now, he had That's, no business doing see, what he did to the Donald. This is, There's no this question is, about This is that. why you have a moderator. This is why you have referees. Yeah, but he went over and above his duties, though, Frank. Of course he did. And, and they call him follow-up questions, and it's really badgering. And he badgered Donald Trump six times. He didn't do anything to her, I don't think, did he? Not once. Okay, not one follow-up question. Talk about the fix being in, Frank. Come on. Well, you know, listen, the world ain't fair, and Donald's just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. So you're telling me, if I understand you correctly, if Donald starts bashing her in the next two debates, he's going to lose. Is that your, is that your position, Frank? If he does what he did in the Republican debates, he's going to lose. Really? You really believe that? I really do. Because I have, Frank, people are sick of it, Al. The beautiful part about the First Amendment is we can agree to disagree. Well, people are sick of it, okay? They want to hear policies. we got real problems. We don't want to hear clever, nasty remarks. We want to hear solutions. Now, Well, you know what? She sort of bashed him, too, with this, and you did this, and you bid, de- declared bankruptcy, and you did this, well, sure. and you cheated your people out of their money. And did you hear the way she talked to him? Of course, but... That didn't make her look any better. The thing is, people are sick of that kind of crap, and they see her as a nasty, wicked witch of the East. And, and people are starting to say, well, gee, Trump looked kind of, he was acting kind of presidential. He showed her respect. 
I oh, mean, he it, absolutely it, looked more presidential than she did. Now, that's for sure. the problem I see, and, and this is a problem for Donald Trump, not for, and it's got nothing to do with Hillary Clinton. It's a problem for Donald Trump because what we saw in the Republican debates and what we've seen elsewhere, that's Donald Trump. Okay? But. Like I said, I don't want an Adolf Hitler in the White House. I, I don't want her in there either. I don't mean her. I mean any Adolf Hitler. I don't want a guy. I don't think he's going to be Adolf Hitler, but I think she will be. Well, let me tell you something. From his performance last night, I don't think he is either. Because what I mean by Adolf Hitler is somebody who doesn't listen to his people. Okay, you listen. The President of the United States is not the dictator-in-chief, all right? Yeah, Barry thinks he is, though. So you put together a team. you got all kinds of advisors, all kinds of departments, all kinds of people out there, and they're all supposedly experts, right? Mm-hmm. So you got all these people. Oh, well, why? Because this is a big country, and we got a lot of problems. Okay? So you go, well, oh, I know everything, and this is how we're going to do it. No. You say, okay, look, we've got an energy problem. Uh, get somebody, get get those people from the energy department in here and you tell them listen we got a problem here i want you people to come up with a plan and i want it by next week and you bet you bring it back in here next week same time same place boom so we're back there next day next you know next week same time same place and they walk in and they go okay here it is we've come up with three plans a b and c and he goes okay you know Tell me about them, explain your points, explain why you think that one's better, this and that. You listen to your people, and then you make a decision. You see, why I say I don't want an Adolf Hitler is because if Adolf Hitler would have listened to his general staff... He might have won the war. He would have won the war. Because he wouldn't... He, well, okay. Well, his biggest mistake is he went into Russia too late. That was his big mistake. Well... His mistake was he went into Russia at all, and then he wouldn't say, okay, uh, that ain't working, let's pull back. And that's exactly what his general Well, that's what's going to happen with Hitlery, that's for sure. She's absolutely not going to listen to anybody. Well, and that's the problem. And you see, this is what I find is going to be difficult for Donald Trump, because, okay, he realizes, okay, look, I'm not a politician, Right. Right. But I'm running for president, and that's about as political as you get. So I need some experts. i got to put together a team. Find me the best political experts out there. So he did. And they come in, and they go, okay, listen, Donald, you've you got to tone it down a little bit. You've got to start looking more presidential. The, the primaries are over. This is a different deal. It's like shifting from first gear to second gear. Yep. You know, and you're just going to have to do it. So, you know, they train him, and they, they, they practice with him, and, what the problem I see is, it's not in his nature. He's having a difficult time. Well, then he's got to learn to listen to people is what he's got to well, learn to do. he build. needs to balance what they're telling the, him with who he is. And I don't think he did that as well as he could have last night. The problem night. is he's got too much of an ego. Every time oh. I listen to him speak how wonderful he is, how this or that, if he doesn't say how wonderful he is, he's not a happy camper. That's okay, what I, well, I don't like about him. The reason he was saying that is because... Somebody told him somewhere he needs to be more positive and less negative. Mm-hmm. And, and you see, like I say, it's not in Donald Trump's nature. Donald Trump's nature is to attack things he doesn't like. Okay? Well, he's going to have to change. Well, he has changed. Last night he changed. And the thing about it is, see, 
Well, you go, okay, I'm going to listen to my team. I'm going to do this. Well, you know what? You can go too far. He let a lot of opportunities of things she said where he could have legitimately oh, said, absolutely. now, wait a minute he there, honey. He should, have, he should have punched back a little harder is what you're saying. I, I Absolutely. I was disappointed in that, but I also understand Well, let's see why. what happens in the second one. The second one is coming up. Who knows what that, what's going to happen? Oh, no, the if there's a second one, he's going to do much better, I believe. Because his team right now is evaluating him in the same way I am, I believe, saying, mm-hmm. look, you did good. But you could have done better. And you didn't lose anything, and you might have gained things. Now, with all the poll crap and all that, uh, where is this one? <laughs> I guess, like I said, I got so much stuff. Uh, well, here's something, uh, you know, how Trump won over a bar full of undecideds and Democrats. Now, okay, this is one bar in Youngstown, Pennsylvania. That's nothing. But Joke. But, you know, they picked it as a place. Okay, this is a heavily Democratic bar. This is a heavily Democratic town. We're going to go in here, and we're going to hang out with these people and see. because. And then they ask them all, well, who are you going to vote for? I haven't decided yet, right? Mm-hmm. Or Hillary. Well... You know what? They decided, you know what? I'm not for Hillary. I think Donald Trump did good. I think he was presidential. Mm-hmm. On and on it went from these people in the bar. Now, again, that's one bar, big deal. Okay, yes, I understand now. what you're saying. But Let's see what happens. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's now, see what happens well, on the well, next well, one. Let me tell you something, though. That bar is every bit as accurate as any scientific poll. Oh, absolutely. It's okay. a small cross-section is That's what you... That's right. Exactly. And it's in a democratic place. That's right. But these are... There were a lot well, of... you know what? That's bad news for Hitlery, then, isn't it? Oh, but I have more bad news. See, I was saving it to right before the break, because this is... I love this kind of stuff. Here's the headline. Yeah. From the Charlotte Observer... Okay, mm-hmm. so this isn't some, you know, uh, Patriot website that hates Yeah, Hillary, it's from okay? a regular media outlet, yeah. Presidential debate surprise. Clinton loses ground among some voters in swing states. Wonderful to know. See, Good she, news. She can't lose swing states. They call them swing states because, yeah, you know. they're very important. Ohio? Well, yeah, it can swing the whole election. Uh, Florida? Pennsylvania? Maybe Virginia? Yeah. You know, so, hey, I'm uh, I'm, hey, I'm very happy to see Donald doing as well as he's doing. Well, Let's put you know, way. and the thing is, I, I, yes, I was slightly disappointed in Donald Trump's performance. However, I Let's looked, give him another shot. I looked at it and said, you know what, though? He didn't lose anything. He may have even gained a little bit. I think he did, too. See, because he ain't going to lose anything with you and me. We can be disappointed all we want, but we'd never vote for Hillary Clinton if, oh, if we, our you lives couldn't give us all <laughs> Bill Gates's money. And guess what? It is break time, Frank. Okay, if you're going to be that way, I yes, suppose, I'm going to be that way. I guess we'll take a uh, a break and we'll be back in a bit. Okay.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
I'll dedicate that to Hillary Clinton. You make me so mad. <laughs> you make me so sick. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> That's another one. Anyway, it's still Tuesday, September 27, 2016. It's about 3.42 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that all works out to be when it is where you're at, we're live. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com is the website. Uh, we got a chat room there. Everything else you need to know on there, too, well, about the, you know, network is. Anyway. But I've got Al from Colorado with us uh, Yeah. after a couple of weeks. So welcome back, Al. And, um, yeah, you know. well, you know something, Frank? Mm-hmm. And like I say, you, you have the right to disagree with me. Politics is a dirty game, Frank. And the fact that we have a bunch of dumbbells, the majority of the voters out there don't know what most of us know about Hitlery, okay? And I agree with what you're saying. If he attacks her too badly, oh, you're beating up on that poor woman, but well, they don't if, they don't know what we know, Frank. If nothing else, and I think you you will agree with this, he has to be careful. And I would I would have liked to see a little more attack on point. Just the uh, you know, the clever little you know, barbs he's used to doing. I could do without those myself, okay? You punch as hard as you can. Look, you know what? I'm not watching these debates, uh, you know, like Comedy Central or something, all no, right? No, well, let's put it this way, Frank. I think in the next one, at the very least, he should bring up the Clinton Foundation well, because that no, is as bad as no. the emails, if not worse. I think you'll agree with this also, is that Donald Trump, Given this last debate, last night's debate, yeah, I don't think he had to bring up anything. I think what he should have done is is drag her out on the carpet on some of the things she said. Because well, some of the stuff he she didn't said, counterpunch no, him. he didn't. And some of the stuff she said was pure BS. Oh, absolutely. And he let it go. And I don't think he should have because you know what? Nobody. Well, okay, not nobody, but very few people, and not enough to matter in this election, are going to really hammer Donald Trump for for pulling her out on the carpet for her lies. They will, however, look badly on him if he starts, as you say, bringing up. Well, gee, Hillary, what about this? Although, now you see, there's a way to bring it up. Okay, yes. like you saw the end, okay? I'm, you saw the end of the debate, right? Saw the whole thing. Okay, so at the end is when Hillary pulled out the knives and started trying to slice and dice him with, oh, well, you did this and you did that, blah, 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 right? He should have retorted. He should have done the same thing. He then. should have said, really, Hillary? You want to go there? About, what about Whitewater? What about Monica Lewinsky? How about your husband? I would have brought up Bill Clinton. What about, me, what about Mina, Arkansas? Yeah. What, what, what about <laughs> you telling the widows of the people who were killed in Benghazi that they're stupid or they're crazy or something, Hillary, huh? You see, now, if Donald Trump brings that up, on his own volition, people are going to say, oh, you're bringing up the past. Well, oh, you pick- throw the first punch then, Frank, and he can counterpunch. That's right. He's a big enough, tough enough guy. He can take the first punch. Absolutely. And Hillary Clinton is so vulnerable because she's been such oh, a liar. So much, let's put it this way. Donald may have dirt on him, and I'll, I'll agree, but she's got a lot more dirt on her than he has on him. Oh, absolutely. Nobody's clean in this completely. But, I mean, the absolutely. thing is, it's like, look, 
Yo, you want to bring up my past? Okay. I would have said, fine, Hillary, you know what? I wasn't going to bring up the past because we got to worry about the future. But you want to go there? Fine. Oh, did you hear what he said near the very end of the debate? He said, I was going to say something about something. He said something. I, I was, was going to say something very bad about yeah, your family. but About somebody. He said, I was going to say something, do it. but I've decided not to do it. He, he said, said that, I just can't do it. That's right. Well, you know why he just can't do it? Because his people told him, look, Donald, you, you, just, you can't do it. You can't. There's going to be, you're going to alienate. If she punches the first punch on the next one, he's got to bring it up the next time. That's what I was talking about at the beginning. Okay. Let her throw the first punch. Let her start the fight. What I was talking about in the beginning, why this is being difficult for him, is because his team is giving him good advice. He's mm-hmm. having trouble following it because it goes completely against his nature. It goes against nature. his grain. It goes against the way he was brought up. Right. And, and you know, so it, it's difficult for him. But he's going to, I guarantee it. I'll tell you he's what, work I think Hillary it. is going to make a mistake. She's going to throw the wrong first punch, and then he's going to come back in the next well, one against her. I I heard, he- I, from what I've seen of this debate, his team has done a phenomenal job Comment, you know, getting him in the box. Yeah. Okay? Now, and it's an uncomfortable box, and he's not, he's, not move, he's not moving real good in it yet. But well, I think by the next debate, if this is any indication of how he will actually listen to his team, we'll and this see, is something, and you know what? This is something the American people really ought to start paying attention to that, you know, here's Donald Trump. We know how he is, okay? Mm-hmm. And wow. You know, he gets a team in there, and look at him now. He's acting mm-hmm. presidential. He's showing her respect. He's sticking to the points as much as she'll let him. And, you know, this is wow. He made a very accurate statement about a week or two weeks before the debate, and he basically came out and said, if Hitlery committed murder on worldwide television, they would still vote for her. That's true, and that's what I'm talking about. He made about. that statement, and that is a very true statement. She could commit murder in front of the entire world, and they would still vote for her. Uh, you know, the only thing not accurate about that is she has already committed murder in front of the whole world. Uh, but the mainstream media isn't talking about it, though, are they? Well, okay, what would you call Benghazi? What would you call yeah, Iraq? Well, we what Benghazi, would you call but Afghanistan? The, but what I'm saying, Frank, is the mainstream media isn't taking her to task for Well, it. I understand that. and and But the fact is, it's still murder. Yes. <laughs> okay? And yes. it's been on national TV. How much more in front of the people do you got to be? Well, you got to understand the dumbbells who think she's uh, the second coming of the, uh, you know, who uh, is going to vote for her no matter what she does. Well, like I said, you know, I think that's a fairly accurate statement other than the fact, take the if out of there, Donald. It's not if she committed murder in front of the world. She has committed murder in front of the world, and there are still people out there defending her to the death. That's right. You know, and that's really the the thing the thing about her. But I think I think his team has done a fantastic job, and I think they're going I think they're going to get him. Oh, they're gonna he's gonna be prepped even more for the second one. Well, they're gonna they're gonna work with him, and and really all all he needs to work on is, as you put it, counter punching. Yes. 
He's got to let her throw the first punch. He can't, like you said, he cannot be the one to initiate the brawl. She's right. got to be the and initiator. You know, and you know, sad but true, that's the way it is because, oh, we're all the same. Women are equal. Until a man starts treating a woman like a man, oh, then it's discrimination, and you're only doing that because I'm a woman, oh, and blah, blah, yes, blah, blah, Here blah. we go, politically correct America, which has ruined this country more than anything. Political well, correctness. And, and that is, that's a fact in my book, but... You know, it is what it is, and we got a country for these people. So if you want to win, you you got to be smart. you got to play the game smart. you got to play smart, as you're saying. But you also got to be tough. And you got to be tough, too. Correct. But you can't just be tough, okay? you got to be smart and tough. Because Donald was tough through the whole Republican primary. Oh, yes. But he wasn't always smart. No. <laughs> you know, but now... Donald's problem is sometimes he doesn't engage brains before putting mouth in gear. That's know, his biggest problem. And now, in my opinion, in this last debate, he was a little too smart and not tough enough. Mm-hmm. But you can't, in, like you say, you cannot initiate this. you got to just counter, counter punch and counter punch hard. Yes, absolutely. Not a little slap in the face. You... You you tap I'll me tell you, what. you tap me on the head I'm gonna drive your nose I'll out tell the you back what, of your Frank, head. You may be right. If she initiates the first punch in the next debate and he doesn't come back at all or very weakly, he's through. I have to agree with you. Well, I don't know if he's through, but he he's gonna people are gonna start questioning his sincerity. Based upon the number of people each one of them have drawn if she wins the uh, the the November eighth one, you know it's fraud. There's no way right. that woman that woman is that woman can't even draw a hundred people at time. That's true, but you know, and I don't think you know. See, what's gonna if he doesn't come out better next time? And I, and again, I have to say, I don't think he lost anything. I don't think he lost anything either. And I think he may have gained quite He's a bit. He's got to be tougher in the next two, Frank. He's got to be tougher. But he, he has to be. But he does have to have a balance. And and because, look, if he's not tough, if he doesn't counterpunch next time, yeah. all the people that got him through the Republican primary... They're going to start asking questions. They are. They're going to start questioning his sincerity. Are you throwing this? Are you one of them? Are you starting to play ball? What the heck's with you? I'll tell you, know, you because I'm already that, hearing it, Al. I'm already that, hearing it. The thing that bothered me the most, forget about supporting Hillary, but the fact that he did a 180 on the birther thing because he was adamant about uh, Obama. He was totally, he even offered Obama $5 million for his uh, college records. Well, okay? yeah, but, you know, and the fact that he turned 180 degrees, Frank, I was very disappointed. You know what? I don't talk about the birther thing anymore either. You know why? It doesn't it, matter. It's a dead subject. That's true. And what do we do with the dead? You know what he should have what done do with do? Lester what do Holt? Do? What do we... He should have told Lester Holt, that thing is over and done with. Mr. Obama is leaving office in a couple of months. Let's drop the subject. That's old news. Well, and, and that's, he should have done. that's what Hillary Clinton says when people bring up Whitewater, Mina, whatever. Well, you know. uh, Whitewater and Mina is a little more serious than Barry. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the thing is, it's, look, what do we do with the dead? We, we bury him. We bury him. So right. you know what? Put it to bed. It's over. He's not being removed in the next two months, okay? Barry is going to finish out his term unless he pulls something. You know, and uh, so, okay, what? 
What if he wasn't born in the United States? You know, all we can do at this point it's is... It's too late already for We that. can only make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. That's all. That's all we can do. We can't go back in the past and make things different. We have to just say, okay, look, I have suspicions. I will never give them up. As far as I'm concerned, Barry lied about where he was born, sure. and that's the end I of it. I will that's... never give up my suspicions. But there's nothing I can do about it except don't let it happen again. That's right. Well, you know what? When Ted Cruz missile started pulling that garbage, okay, but Donald put him in his place real good, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he was born in Canada, and the fact that they were allowing him to even participate in those debates tells me fraud. Well, you know, it doesn't, hey, nothing in the Constitution says you can't be elected president. It just says you can't serve. Aha! Isn't that interesting? I mean, you know, hey. Well, if the American people are so dumb, they want to vote for somebody who is not eligible and can't serve, that's just insane. Well, then that's their problem. That's really insane. No. I mean, you know, oh, we don't have a president then, right? No. I mean, well, <laughs> but, ah, you know. Well, let me ask you this question, because we're running out of time yeah. here. Do you think, and I've heard this, and like you said, Mel has these suspicions, too. Barry doesn't want to leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. You still and, feel uh, that way, that he's going to pull something between now and November, the end of no, the year? No, no, no. Well, look, it's never been me. I mean, Melissa's felt that way for over a year now. Oh, I felt and, that way for longer, even. And I'm starting to hear more and more people take on that idea. And I have, you know, shifted slightly to say, well, it is certainly possible. Yes. Okay? Yes. I don't, personally, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But you won't be surprised if it does. Not really, no, because it could very well happen. Yes. You know, so, I mean, hey, you know, that's like asking me, is it going to rain tomorrow? Well, it could. It could, yeah. I don't think so, but it, it could. It's a possibility. <laughs> Anything is possible is what you're saying, Frank. Well, and, and this is more than just anything. I, I think there's a lot of things in place that could make that a viable thing for a lot of people in this country. No, I'm not one of them. But well, I mean, let's put know. it this way. They will kill their mothers if they can keep Donald out, if they see Hitler is losing. If in the next few weeks, we only have, what, four or five weeks before the election, whatever it is. Yeah. And if they see that Donald is really surgering, they, Donald just may get the uh, treatment, as they say, because they well, do not want him, absolutely don't want him. Well, and here's the thing. You're saying, well, if they see and if he does, and if they already know he is. Okay, these, He's not a listen, lead pipe cinch because, you know, listen, Hitler, he's got the Diebold at her side. Well, I, I got that. But you know what? The Democrats know. I mean, the American people can be fooled by all these polls. Yes. But the Democratic Party is not. They go to Hillary rallies where she can't get 100 people in a liberal college in a conference hall. Okay? <laughs> they know Donald Trump is filling stadiums. Okay? Yeah. They know these things, and they yeah. know the polls are rigged, and they know this, and they also have to worry about, sure, okay, fine, we've got the Diebolt machine, sure, we could throw the election, but if 65, 70% of the country want Donald Trump and we say, oh, hey, guess what, Hillary won, uh, we could be I in for trouble. I think there's going to be a lot of angry people out there. We could be in for some serious trouble. and Like, like another... Uh, 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 Another revolution? Yeah, and I'm not sure they're, I'm not sure they, well, I'm, I am sure they are not prepared to handle that.
They the will nice lose. Thing is, they will lose everything, and well, though the rest of us will lose everything too. Well, I'll tell you but, one thing yeah. right now. In closing, Donald is winning in the electoral college. That scam called the electoral college. He's ahead of her. Well, I, yeah. Hey, there's no super delegates in the electoral college. Well, That's why. Who cares? There's no delegates for Hillary to buy. Hey, Frank, this is one of the best soap operas we could ever watch. Just stay tuned and get your popcorn Well, ready. I certainly don't need to watch sports anymore as long as this is going on. Oh, this now. is better than any. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.